boom. And we are live with another episode of the Brown Water Banter Podcast. My name is Jared Seymour. My name is Joey Case. That's right. We have a great show lined up for you today. Finally, we're back talking bourbon on the friggin' show named Brown Water. We've been taking a uh, long break since we've even discussed bourbon on the show. We've drank a bit, but we haven't talked about it. So uh, thirsty today, though, boys. Uh, <laughs> those lips are looking dry, son. Uh, and conveniently enough, we have Matt Crittenden from Crittenden Distillery over in the Kill, Mississippi. He's going to be talking to us uh, about his business, how he got started, why he got started, and as you can see, laid out on the table here, uh, we might actually sip on some of his product, and we're going to see what it's all about. So uh, very much looking forward to that. This uh, handsome gentleman over here is a former guest of the show, Captain JJ. Uh, we looked it up, episode 31, since you've been on episode the show. Episode 31, yeah. Yep. And this, is a, this is, I believe, 139, if I remember what I've typed. So uh, it's going to be a great show, but before we jump into uh, all the happenings, we want to shout out all the people that support the show. Uh, right, starting right out of the gate here, uh, Dr. Robbie Williams, right here at Southern Magnolia Smiles on Facebook and Instagram. If you're looking for a local dentist, he's right over here on Washington Avenue in Ocean Springs. He's looking for your business. All you got to do is give him a call. You can go go to his regular website at uh, southernmagnoliasmiles.com or give him a call and book that appointment at 228-215-1202. Moving right along and going to be on the show here, I think, tomorrow, Joey. Is that correct? Jesse is Wednesday. Wednesday. That's correct, Wednesday. Uh, Hill Tree Marketing, that's Jesse Hill and his team. If you are looking for someone who can build you a website for any reason, if you need a photographer, if you need a cinematographer, aerial drone cinematography, Jesse Hill and his team right here is your one-stop shop for all things digital. Uh, HilltreeMarketing.com. Cruise over there, check it, uh, check in on with him and see all the other websites that he's built or slide over to our website at uh, brownwaterbanter.com because he built that one too. I'm not going to say it's award-winning, but it is. And uh, you can check out what he's done. Yeah, man. we got the medals to prove it. Hit him up. Oh, he's going to bring them Wednesday. He is going to bring the award. Wednesday. That's correct. That's correct. I don't even know we won. Uh, he's going to explain it all. So, uh, <laughs> wow. Go, oh, they won. Go, go check him out, <laughs> hilltreemarketing.com. He can get you taken care of, man. And uh, we couldn't be happier with the product. So moving right along, Cedar Swamp. That's our good buddy Rocky over on Gaucher Van Cleve Road, man. If you need outdoor apparel, if you need rods and reels, if you need fish and tackle, if you need extra tough boots, he has a store that's busting literally at, at the, the seams. seams. He's He had to go up, not – what did you say, Joey, last time? He's got to go up, up, not out. There you go, because he's running out of room over there, which is a great thing. Uh, but shop local, man. Go check Rocky out. Like I said, it's uh, hit the interstate. You take uh, Go J Van Cleve, head south. He, if you're headed south, he's on the left hand side of the road. Uh, just Google it, see the swamp, and it'll take you straight there. Uh, yeah, also does Coast Angler Magazine, which. Hold on. Yep. There it is. Flash it right there. Boom. So uh, if you want to get your business in there, hit Rocky up. Um, find him on Facebook. That's correct. Glad, glad to have him uh, as a part of the show, yep. as a part of the sponsor. And we're actually in there as well. So go pick up a copy. And, and it's uh, free. Yeah, it's free. And check that out. All right, last but definitely not least, we have uh, the Downtown Ocean Springs Crawfish Cook-Off. That's going to be May the 28th uh, of this month, of this year. It's the fourth annual. They're going to be slinging. Joey, how many pounds do we know? Uh, three times as much as last year. <laughs> okay, and I think they did like 2,000 pounds uh, last year. So yeah. it's a lot of crawfish. you got about 25 teams that are going to be competing. Yeah, 25 teams, live music, plenty of cold beer. Uh, $20 pre-sale, 25 day of, and that's at um, – downtownoceansprings.com okay yeah go get your tickets and now don't wait we will be there slinging brown water merch that is so correct that is correct come you, hang out with us everybody that buys a ticket gets a uh a, a ticket to vote on their favorite team you just drop the ticket in that team's like little basket yep. so it's people's choice so it's a pretty pretty cool event so uh all right so let's jump into it man why what possessed you to start a distillery man that <laughs> seems like a super easy business to get into right 
Yeah. Well, I always kind of tell people, said there was three three jobs that you had in Kill Mississippi. You, you cut timber, <laughs> you ran a dirt truck, and you made whiskey. There you go. And uh, yeah. so uh, I'm making whiskey. Okay, know? that's a good choice out of the three. I like that. I yeah. like that. Yeah. But no, seriously, uh, what's your background, though? Before you did, I think I think you went to college for a little bit. Is that oh, yeah. correct? Yeah. Well, not just a little bit, for a long time. I know. Uh, that's what I'm, I'm leading into. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I've got an accounting degree from Ole Miss. Uh, you know, middle of the recession when I graduated. So I was like, well, what do you do with yourself? Mm. So, uh, why don't I just stay in Oxford? I mean, it's a fun town. So, uh, went to law school. Stayed there another three years, uh, met my wife, you know, and uh, <laughs> it stayed, party for a little bit while longer, you know. Yeah, yeah, that ain't that ain't a bad gig. This dude even looks like Donnie. He does. I was thinking I'm the same thing. I'm just saying he's talking. Yeah. I'm like, this is this is Donnie Moore and his brother. It's Hancock County. Yeah, they're dude. All, they all they're look all the same. Ladners it's or Moran. Carbon or copy, bro. Carbon yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's traditional family. So my family's actually from the Delta. Really? Mm. And uh, yeah, my dad's from Greenville, and and mom too. And uh, so dad moved down here to Bay St. Louis in like '83. And uh, so I was born down here, so I have the accent. You know, you have that kind of unique accent of the kill. Yeah. You know, you kind of get a little bit of that, like, country and Cajun kind of mix going. Got that little swag going Yeah, on. yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I think Donnie uh, has put us on the books, at least as, like um, – like uh, what do you call them? Ride-alongs or something to be members of Hancock County because we're not from over there. Yeah. So I think he he co-signed for <laughs> he us. He deputizes. Yeah, deputizes <laughs> or uh, what is it before you actually in the gang? You know, you're just a you got uh, jumped in. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, a pledge. We're a pledge yeah, we're in Hancock pledge. County. So we're working our way up. You know. Uh, but no, we've had a lot of good times over there, man. I don't know if you've ever heard of the broke spoke, but I've been oh, yeah. there once or twice too. So yeah. But no, so so you got your law degree. Did you practice law at all? Before I practiced you about went? three years in Gulfport. Okay. And I uh, did a lot of maritime and animal type stuff. Um I actually have a master's in tax law. Okay. And I uh, did a little bit of that. You kinda do like wills and estate type stuff. Uh did a lot of uh real estate type uh different transactions and stuff like that. Just you know, practicing law is just uh it's kinda interesting, you know. I think some people really like it. Um but at the same time, I mean, you talk to a lot of lawyers. Most of them aren't happy with what they do. They're mad all the yeah. time. Uh, it's always a, pushing numbers. Yeah, pushing paper. I mean, yeah. people come to you. I mean, they never come to you, you know, kind of, you know, just use this analogy. They never come to you for the prenup when they're all happy. No. They come to you when they're getting a divorce and they're all mad and, and they want you to fix it. And uh, they think you can fix it in a month, you know, and you're like, well, I'll just tell you up front, you know, it's probably going to be three years. And, and they're kind of like, well, what? Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like. I don't have three years to waste on this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I want to fix now. We need to expedite this now. Yeah. Chop, chop. Yeah. That's kind of like the same thing Josh said, uh, Kovacevic, kind of how he got out of it. He goes, every time somebody would come to office, it was bad news. Yeah, Josh right. and I went to school together. Yeah. Oh, always, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, always sweet. bad news. So it, it kind of wears on you, I would guess. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's really, I mean, they call you know, the other day for an attorney as a counselor, you know, they, you really are at the end of the day, you become a counselor of these people and you just kind of, it wears on you. just like, it's always bad news, you know? Yeah. And uh, just, you get kind of tired of it and burn You know, I wasn't in that long to get burnt out, but still it's just like you, it's like, I don't want to do this. It doesn't make me happy. It doesn't bring me joy, you know? Uh. It's like kind of like to say, you know, do something you like, and you'll never work a day in your right, life. Right, right. You know, so um, I just didn't, I just didn't enjoy it, you know. And so I mean, it's just like no one to call it and get out. I mean, it's just amazing. Um, you know, it's kind of sad, almost really. You know, the you look at some of those professions like the law, and I mean, you know, the depression rates and suicide rates and Terrible. and and, and uh, drug abuse rates are just you know yeah. through the roof. And, and it's just like you talk to them, says, well, why do you do it? Says. Oh, uh, you know, I got three kids and a house note and a mortgage now. Yep. And it's just like, well, well I get it. You could do something else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. I think people get stuck in that that 
mindset though like you said that routine that day in day out because they're scared to break the cycle well what's called yeah. uh, golden handcuffs too especially if you're doing something that makes a lot of money and you exactly. bought the big house or the big whatever boat truck whatever yeah. now you gotta can't, pay for you it just can't, now, you can't now leave sometimes well, it's cheaper to keep her yeah well that's uh, what my law partner told me he goes you're not employable i said what do you mean he goes because you don't have any kids and you don't have a house there because you can just walk out the door at any time. Yeah, that's, correct. Did. Yeah. that's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. Back I'm out of here. Back yeah. in the day, the guys I used to fish with in Destin, they would always say, you know, the old captains, they'd be like, you bought a new truck? Yep, good. That means you'll be here in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's Every time true. you buy a new truck, they all smile. All right, man, yeah. I got you for 300 more days. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's I, good. I can't wait any longer. I know. I'm, I already I'm, started. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going I'm, to take this ask. first sip. So. Yeah, so, yeah, so we got the product here on the table, which we're definitely going to get into, but we were going to wait. We did. Well, I waited until we went live i just didn't wait for you guys but uh so what what is it what would what are we pouring here in this, this is the uh bib this is their hunter proof four-year uh bib straight small batch so how i stumbled upon it is i'd gotten off the boat and i always stop and get a bottle of bourbon something different and i used to drink of 100 and you and i were talking about yeah. we like the yeah you know, i like the 100 or, or higher proof bourbons yep and so i saw it and i was like well man this is from mississippi i'll check it out so i got it went home Sampled it, and I was like, man, this is pretty good stuff, dude. I, I I like this. So I kept drinking. I told Joey about it, and Joey was like, man, I'll have to try it out. We'll find out. Well, then he texted me just a little while ago, and I was like, I'm telling you, dude. I Normally, I'll drink a whole bottle in two weeks. Yeah. I put it up on the shelf. I was like, I'm going to leave this one alone because I don't know if I'll find it again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's where I was at with it. I mean, it's good. It's yeah. smooth. And yeah, so, this is my first time uh, trying it, and I'm thoroughly impressed. This is really good. Well, I can I, tell you we're not going to run out. I've got over 2,500 <laughs> barrels stored. Well, it ain't a matter of running out. It's a matter of knowing the right people now that we do. There you go. JJ's going to be texting you personally. Well, tell us the history how you got into actually whiskey. I mean, distill. You actually didn't get into whiskey first, right? It was shine first, right? Well, yeah, I did shine. So, you know, I, I kind of like to, you know, say, you know, the kills like home, always been a home of good whiskey. I mean, you talk to people across the state, you know, they know the kill for whiskey. And, uh, so, of course, I started with the moonshine, like you mentioned. I did the white shine. It was 80 proof. Called it kill shine, you know, yeah. just because, I mean, what do you call it? You yeah, know? hometown. And uh, it did good, you know. Uh, sales was good. You know, it was all grain. It was really a – it wasn't a whiskey because it didn't go into a barrel, but it was all grain mash. It wasn't a, a sugar shine like I like kind of refer to a lot of the moonshines. You know, usually they use a large percentage of sugar. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that would kind of blow a lot of moonshiners' mind when you're like, no, I don't use any sugar in my shine. And they kind of look at you funny. He's like, what do you mean? Well, how do you make whiskey then, you know? Uh, so they kind of made more like what I'd like to call like a, um, almost like a rum because they use a large majority of sugar. Uh, so, but ours has always been all grain. And we're just kind of set up to run grain and not not sugar. So we did that. And then uh, at the same time, we started putting some in some used barrels and we did an age shine. It was 90 proof. Uh, I think it sold for like twenty four, twenty five dollars. Mm -hmm. Never really sold that well. Uh, shine Mark is kind of interesting when people think of moonshine. Now it's a white whiskey, right? Or it's a flavored product, you know? Yeah. Right. And right. so I had people, well, when are you gonna start doing something flavored? And I says, you know, we always made whiskey and let the bootleggers flavor it. Yeah. You know, that yeah. was kind of always how it was kind of done. And um, and so, but everybody wants kind of something that's prepackaged now. Yeah. And, and everybody's used to going to Gatlinburg and buying the right, right, yeah, banana or whatever. They got thousands of flavors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the old Smoky Boys, old smoky yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, and so uh, you know, but we never kind of got into it. What's kind of interesting, the proof and alcohol when you add sugar to it, it you know, it's called obscuration. It really messes up your traditional hydrometers and stuff. So you really have to send it off to a lab pretty much to get exactly what proof it is so you can bottle it so you don't get in trouble with the feds because the feds charge you <laughs> by the proof count. Mm. And oh, so it's like, well, you can wow. buy a $20,000 machine 
or you can send it off. And so we just never really messed with it. Um, kind of when I got in the shine, it was kind of plateaued, and I kind of knew it. And uh, but I knew the long term goal was the age was the bourbon. You know, that's what we wanted to get to. But you, but you should just turn it over like they do on moonshiners, right? And they yeah, spin it around. It with the spin it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. 100 proof. Yeah. The feds are totally okay with you doing it that way. They're definitely okay with that. I'm sure they'll take yeah, you they're fine with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it had four bubbles. Yeah, you're yeah, fine. You're good. It's yeah. proof. You're, you're good. good. Yeah, pay less. Uh, yeah, but so, but obviously, just because of the, the fact that it is aged, right? It would be hard to come right out of the gate unless you waited, I guess, to have an aged bourbon year yeah. one, right? Yeah, so this is four years old. I mean, I say four. I mean, really, we've, we've been going after it for six years. I mean, it took me about two years to get all my license and equipment in place. And um, we released this last August. And so, I mean, basically, I mean, you're putting it up and you're, and you're crossing your fingers. You know, it's kind of like going – people kind of look at you cross-eyed when you tell them four years when I was getting started. And I says, well, think about it like going back to college. I said, you know, it's a similar type deal. You know, True. Said, That's four-year delay, mm -hmm. right, before you get any reward from it. Right, exactly. And, and, uh, and so they still thought I was crazy. And, uh, but we just kind of plowed ahead and, and um, just kept going. And so um, we had, you know, we put up about 2,000 barrels before we ever released this. And that's 53 gallons of barrels. You know, that's 400 mm -hmm. pounds of whiskey that goes in each barrel. Right. Wow. And uh, so then when you pull it out, you only get about 41 gallons out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. get that angel's <laughs> yeah. cut. Yeah. 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 That's what I call it spirits, right? Eating a barrel. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, COVID kind of set y'all back, right? Well, yes and no. I mean, y'all started, y'all shifted over. Yeah, we did hand sanitizer. You know, I didn't want to mess with hand sanitizer. I started getting all these calls and friends like, man, we got to have hand sanitizer. We got to have hand sanitizer. And so I'm like, okay, fine. So I finally broke down and made some. <laughs> Damn it. All right, let's go. Yeah. It, Let me so, throw some gel in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Check it out. I did about, you know, I don't know, three to six months worth of that, and then we just kind of turned right back to bourbon. You know, that ain't your passion is making hand sanitizer, right? No, That's why you got into it. It was kind of crazy, you know. It just, you know, people wanted us to do it. I mean, I guess a lot of the businesses, like the restaurants and stuff, needed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Was it lucrative? I mean, it was a – I mean, make, we did all right with it. I mean, we didn't make a killing with it. I think some people really kind of got, you know – it cost us a lot of money to make it, and so of course right. we sold it for more than what you could buy stuff at Walmart. Or yeah, you're like, I'm box. not Johnson and Johnson, been yeah. producing the shit for you know 40 years. Like right. I had to t change some equipment. Right, and so you know it's it's uh, some people kind of got a little upset with me, but I think for the most part people were appreciative. Uh, but you know it just wasn't our core business. You know it wasn't right. what we were set up to do, wasn't what we wanted to do. Uh, but you know strange times, so you do strange stuff, I guess. You know, and um, I think people in the end appreciate it and kind of realize it. I mean, I was. A bottle of hand sanitizer has more alcohol than these bottles of bourbon have in them, and I was selling it for less. Right, you know? right. Damn, <laughs> I didn't realize that that it had more, it has more. Yeah, the proof was higher on it. I mean, we had to make you know it had to be a real high proof to make it, and then you're basically using glycerin, which is like a like a gelatin, right? Well, it's like almost like a vegetable. Our stuff was more liquid, so it's uh it was almost like a thick like a gear oil, but it's yeah. like a natural vegetable oil or something right and it's it's one of the few oils that are readily mixed with water gotcha kind of odd yeah. yeah yeah and so uh but yeah it was kind of high i mean high proof and basically all that did it was a was keep the alcohol on your hands long Correct. enough to kill the bacteria Correct. uh we never made the gel stuff so all this stuff was sprayed but it was kind of weird you couldn't find bottles and and dispenser uh um, china had them all yeah, so all your spray bottles are made in China. Yeah, yeah. everything's, yeah, made everything's China. coming out of China. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So you couldn't get them. So we were going to like Dollar Trees and Dollar Stores and buying every right. every spray bottle they had. Right. And then uh, like a good old moonshine, we, we got some milk jugs and we're selling the milk jugs. <laughs> 
Just put a sticker hey, on it. Just that's the best way to do it, yeah, man. Yeah. Whatever works. Whatever works. Yeah. So I would assume that your 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 tax and your law background, you know, that the hard work you put in there paid off, at least helped getting the business off the ground and get it started, right? Oh, yeah. Doing all the licensing and dealing with all the regulations. You spoke the language. Yeah. So, like, I turned in my, uh, back then it was a long way to get your permit from my feds. So I turned that in and submitted it, and the lady calls me. She goes, uh, first of all, your bond is never right so i fixed that but she goes other than your bond she goes you've had the best application i've ever seen yeah <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah know a guy yeah yeah and so she's like oh yeah and you need a north pointer on your map <laughs> okay <laughs> yes like, no Done. problem yeah, yeah that's not easy. a problem but they yeah. gotta tell you something there's no, no way you shit. can submit it and yeah. be perfectly yeah fine. now you don't even need a bond for the feds right the state still makes you have a bond uh but basically it's like okay so what are you going on this bond and so i just corrected it until she's like okay that'll work and then i sent it to my uh, bonding company i was like okay find this bond <laughs> let me know what i owe Damn. Wow. Damn. So what what is the red tape like getting it off the ground? I mean, is it, it I can't imagine that it's streamlined or efficient. No, so it's kind of interesting. <laughs> you know, the feds have an application and it's pretty, you know, kind of laid out if you read it. I mean, it's it's not too difficult. I mean, you got to have an actual business location. You can't do it in your garage, of course. Right. Um Joe, you need to clean that equipment out. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. It, it, so, uh, you know, Hand certain locks right. and different different things that they want you to have. Uh, and just a kind of a long, drawn out, you know, they want a background check, fingerprints, right. um, and stuff like that. And uh, they want a drawing map of your place. Back then you had to have a bond. Uh, just different stuff. Uh, you know, who owns it? They want to make sure you're not in the mafia and stuff like that. Right. Organized crime. Okay. Okay. Uh, because they used to run it. That's yeah. understandable. None of their business. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, I, I guess you know, for the <clears throat> for the listeners that have like a suppressor or something, it's a lot of the similar type, right, paper, right, 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 NFA type stuff. And so, um, and and again, just like the NFA stuff used to be, you know, you send it to the feds and you cross your fingers and you hope everything's right. Yeah, and you wait uh, for eight months. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think back then it was like I waited like twelve or eighteen months or something crazy. You know, Jesus. I, they've got more people now. Um, but it was crazy back then. And then uh, once we got that done, the state actually does not have a uh, the paperwork for a permit for a distillery. So, yes. Yeah, wow. I believe that so yeah. much. God, I love our state, but it's damn, great. I believe yeah, So, would you right? draw one out for yeah. them, a color well, or something for so, them? so, this is how we're going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, you, well, you know you got to have a federal permit first. She's like, yes, ma'am. I was like, I've already got that. Yeah. And uh, she's like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, well, and so basically, it turns out to be a liquor store permit. Really? And so you submit your federal permit with basically a liquor store permit. And uh, the guy comes out out of Biloxi and uh, he comes and walks around. You know, he has no idea what he's looking at. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is pretty cool. He goes, uh, you know, you can't serve anybody under 21, right? Oh, like, God. Uh, yes, you should have acted dumbfounded. Here's like, your oh, sign. There goes my whole model. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm screwed. So, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, and, um, but he's like, oh, well, you know, uh, unless you're ready today to, to start, you know, you, you might wait to get your permit. I was like, no, 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 no. We're here. We're, I want my permit now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. not waiting. Cause yeah, well, if I wait, then it's going to be something else is what I figured. Correct. Out. Yeah. Correct. So then they issued my permit. I think it was December. And then, so for the next year and a half, I would get like random emails or letters and say, Mr. Crittenden, we don't have such and such for you. Can you please submit it? Okay, whatever. It's like you've got that, but I'll send it to Drag you. Drag your feet. Yes. Yeah. And so then um I get going and everything and then for the feds I have to submit several monthly reports every month and um uh, they're due the fifteenth. And so somebody had told me along the way, Hey, send a copy of your report to ABC in Jackson. 
and I forget where I read it or somebody told me, one of the other distilleries in the state or something. So I'm sending the, the copy of the reports, and I get a call. Says, Mr. Crittenden, uh, I don't know why you're sending us a copy of these reports. <laughs> I said, me either. I said, but somebody told me to do it. Just to be safe. Just to cover all my bases, man. I'm CYA, baby. So about six months later, I get my warehouse going, and we're storing whiskey out there, and I get a call. Well, Mr. Crittenden, um, we, need, we, we need to know exactly how much you're storing out there. And I said, well, I got good news for you, man. I said, you've already got it. I've been sending it every month. Yeah. He goes, oh, really? I said, yep, sure do. <laughs> it was in those reports I sent you. All God, those reports damn. that you asked, that you, that you said you didn't need, guess what? Can I grab uh, that one from you? Yeah. Again? Yeah, yeah, yeah pass that yeah. this way once yeah. you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, flash that to the camera, Joey, so people can see it. Which one? Uh, That's the four-year-old Bob and Bond. You got to cover his face. Or to do it at the one right next to you. How about that? We'll switch okay. it over. Yeah, there you go. Spin it the label. Uh, is that it? It's the nope, light. the other way. The lights, gonna, it's it's Joey's first time. The lights are going to get it. That's right. There you go. There now you go. Spin it, spin it, spin it, spin it. Bam. So, That's a nice label, man. It's a great label. Yeah. Badass. My neighbor across the street, and it's got the her son it. was in Nashville. The sips on it. And uh, so he had this graphic artist uh, that usually does like CD labels and stuff for country stars. Okay. And uh, so we got to talking and she did this label for me. I kind of you know told her what I wanted, kind of old school look, you know, nothing like too fancy, too out there. Right. Uh, it's classy. Yeah, yeah, right. Just kind of a classic kind of like, you know, label. And so uh, I work with her, and she does a great job for me. And, um, you know, just one of those people it's like you can talk to, and they know exactly what you're saying. You know, I, I think right, it's hard to find right. somebody like that in business, you know, communication. Well, I think I think the big thing, that was one thing that besides, no, I got my own bottle. I don't need your bottle. <laughs> <laughs> JJ you already got my $42. Son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, um, but I think what got me, you know, that was one of the things you, that kind of pulled your eye to it, was it's the old school looking Correct. bottle, old school things. And I was like, man, that's pretty cool. So I checked it out. And of course, you know, I'm in the whiskey store and I'm, and I, but if you look on the back, it has some of the family history on it as well. Correct. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So it talks, you know, it, it carries on some of the, and I'll, you know, me being a history guy, I was like, yeah. that's pretty cool, man. I'll try yeah. this out, see what it's I'm really, about. I'm really glad it's good because it would have been awkward if it would have not been good <laughs> <laughs> on this show. But it's really good, dude. I'm All right, thoroughly guys. Glad. Thanks yeah. for coming in, yeah, man. It's, <laughs> it's, go. No, it's, yeah. uh, it's, you know, <laughs> no, this is really good stuff, man. It is, I, I, I mean, all for, for four years. How, how proud are, are you of this? You like you said, be. four years, like with like, that's a gamble. And I'm going to assume you had a few dollars invested. And I'm going to also assume that, you know, you don't know if people are going to like it or what the response is going to be, man. That's a big jump. Yeah, I mean, you really don't. I mean, we are proud of it. I mean, I usually I taste it and, and people love it. I mean, they, you know, I mean, they compare it to, you know, what they, they usually drink or right. something, you know, of course, you know, what, what their base mark or benchmark is. And most people love it. I mean, you know. We did the bottle and bond because it tells you that, hey, I did it all grain to bottle. Correct. That was the big thing for me, too. Correct. Yeah. And so, if you know, a lot of these labels now, they've gotten a little bit more transparent. If you end up looking on them, they'll say, you know, distilled in Indiana. Right. Yes. Yes. I'm, I think I know exactly what you're talking about, and we've had this conversation, yes. and another good buddy of mine, Sydney, who I hope's watching and listening right now, uh, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. Explain that process with you, you, that buying it from another distillery and then just aging it in your barrels. Is that a, is well? So it just depends. You know, the the company up there is the old Seagram's plant, okay. and uh, so they're just pumping out liquor. And so you can go to them and buy aged stuff already ready to bottle. So I mean, you don't have the risk of holding it for four years. Okay. Right. So from a business model standpoint, I mean, it's really convenient. Right. Um, you just at, slap your label on it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So I mean, we talked about that. Yeah. You're just a branded company at that point. Correct. You know, you're Correct. not really producing anything. And you can't control your flavor profiles, really, right? Mm -hmm. Or can you as you buy, as you barrel them? You know, I, I I think, you know, they have some different mash bills, you know, that you can choose from. Okay. You know, an age, you know, you know kind of 
kind of you know give you pretty much in the in the ballpark of flavor there. Okay. Um, so there's a little bit of control there, but for the most part, you're buying somebody else's mash bill, you know, somebody else's juice and putting it in your bottle. Right. Um, cheating know, and kind of cheating. Well, kind of, yeah, but I mean, it's not a, it's not, you know, wherever you're from, it's not a Mississippi product, or it's not a, you know, right. Alabama right. or Louisiana or where you're Because like you're getting your corn from Mississippi. Yeah, we get our corn out of Yazoo uh, City, and you know, it's truck it down here on an eighteen wheeler, and uh, they deliver it to us, and uh, so you know, we're kind of fortunate in that regard. I mean, Mississippi, the Delta's got some of the richest right. fertile yep. soil. In right, the world. right, right. Yep. So I mean, how do you not use you know Mississippi products? Right. Uh, and so that's kind of, you know, we really wanted to set out to to make something that's truly Mississippi. Now, you know, I will go ahead and tell you, I mean, it's too hot in Mississippi to grow barley. Mm-hmm. Right. You mm-hmm. know, so there's certain things that just won't grow here very well. Um, but, you know, you kind of understand that. I mean, I only use about 12% barley in this. Uh, but, you know, our corn, we always source that out of the Delta. Our wheat, we always source out of the Delta. And, um, and it's also convenient. I mean, why would you ship something right. from somewhere else if you can get it right here? And I think, you know, in the wine, you know, they use a fancy term called terroir or something. Somebody might correct my pronunciation of that. Uh, but basically, it kind of gives you regionality. You that know? ain't a Hancock County word, so I'm going to go no, ahead and yeah. applaud you <laughs> for getting I'm it as close give you, as you did. That's a there big round of applause because yeah, yeah, I know the internet's fixing that. to eat you alive nah. on that. <laughs> no, we ain't got no wine uh, connoisseurs in no, this No, I don't think so, no. no. They might drink it, but they ain't pronouncing Right, so the other big question is, not to cut you off, but is the white oak barrels where you're getting your white oaks from mississippi huh because there's got to be a white oak barrel correct well it's got to be white oak so the problem with white oak from mississippi is it grows too fast right and so the grain's too wide and it leaks too much it leaks too much fluid so you're getting out of like where so where are you getting it out of So most of my barrels come out of kentucky some out of missouri i got some uh there was a company and i think south carolina and so you think well great i can get some barrels from you know the old south i guess right right being yeah keep it all southern and uh they just didn't. I got a load, and they just didn't. They weren't up to the quality standards. Quality, yeah. Well, them boys in Kentucky got it figured yeah, out. I mean, they, 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 uh, all, I mean, I've been up there, and I've been to the Maker's Mark Distillery before, and but look, they got it figured out. Yeah. Like, I've, been, I've been making it for 400 years. Yeah, and I'm you not going to set up and make my own barrels. <laughs> right. Uh, no, no. I no. think you might could get up, you know, if you got up around Corinth up there in north northern part of the state, you might could get some white oak that, that gr- slows down a little yeah, bit, doesn't but penetrate. Yeah. Most of it kind of comes from that kind of like a horseshoe shape from like West Virginia through right, the Ohio River right. Valley and kind of goes over into Missouri into the Ozarks and comes back up. If I'm not mistaken, besides your mash bill, a lot of the flavoring comes out of the wood oak itself, right? Oh, yeah. They'll, the wood, they'll tell you 60 to 80 percent, depending on who you talk to. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a lot. That's where a lot of your flavoring comes from, is yeah. out of the oak barrel, which is crazy. And nobody can really tell you what goes on in a barrel. Like, you talk to some people, and, you know, everybody's kind of got their theories. Right. Uh, but, you know, I can kind of tell you what goes on in a barrel, but every barrel's different. It know? leaks. Can, it leaks a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They definitely do that, you know, yeah. so... Uh, leakage and evaporation but i mean you get you know they char them they come to me pre-charred and we fill them right and uh so we try to fill them within a month because they're kind of like an old wooden boat yeah right I mean, right right they will yeah. dry out and they will leak like a sieve right yeah. and uh so we try to fill them as soon as possible timing's everything on that yeah and uh then we put the bung in them and, and put them out in the warehouse i mean you're gonna lose about 10 gallons uh volume right right in, right because you're years. going you're going with a real barrel yeah, 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 and we don't treat them or anything to try to stop them. I got a picture no. off yeah. of your uh, Facebook page here. You can't see it, but I'm gonna flash it to everybody else watching. Uh, it's a bunch. Of, I'm a, these are your barrels in your warehouse. Came right off your uh, Facebook yeah. page. Yeah. Yeah. Is this for the bourbon? Would it, uh, yeah, these are the bourbon barrels here in your shop. That's pretty much all bourbon. And um, oh, okay, yeah, you can see yeah, it right there. Yeah, right right yeah. Yep. so this was an early picture of uh, when I still when I didn't have my warehouse in the back yet. 
So these, you can kind of see there's a little tree on these barrels. These are the ones out of South Carolina I was telling you about. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, these yeah. are the ones you kind of weren't happy with. Yeah, they're kind of, um, you know, it's kind of hard to tell from the picture, but the heads weren't set in even, so they were kind of wonky in the heads. Gotcha. Some of them held closer to like 59 gallons instead of 53. Had some leakage issues with them, uh, different things, just – you know, guys trying to get started up, but yeah. then, you know, you got to have a good product. Correct. You know, um, quality control. But yeah. the ones in the background you see is actually what we're drinking today. Uh, okay. So, so these come, uh, most of them in the background were from Kelvin Cooperage. And um, those guys actually came over from Scotland. Oh, wow. And yeah. so their business kind of started, they were exporting bourbon barrels for scotch. Right. Okay. And so then they were like, well, hey, let's start a Cooperage in the States, build these barrels. We know exactly how we built them, what they are, we know the quality of them. We'll send them to bourbon country, let them do their deal, and then we're going to break them down and ship them to Scotland. Right, because the Scotch, Scotch doesn't have that one-time use, blah, blah, right. blah. They can so they, they make do, multiple. So they put bourbon in them and send them over there, and they do Scotch in them. Right, yeah. Right, so, right, right. So basically all your world's colored spirits, your age spirits, start with American bourbon. Right. You know, we had, I mean, you think about when it started, I mean, we still had vast, vast forests in this country. And so, you know, we, we would cut the wood down, make staves, make barrels, age our whiskey and then we would export those barrels and they'd get reused so scotland you know go to the caribbean for rum right go to down to make tequila so i mean if you ever get some of those different rums and tequilas that are really aged and you're like man and you know if you're a bourbon drinker you taste them you're like man this is really good because it's got those it's bourbon coming, out of, it's coming out of the wood. Well, i think at yeah. new year's where you where we were over at the neighbor's house and he had that bottle of uh rum and we were tasting it I, I don't know if you. I know you were there. I don't know if you were there. Uh, I was there for New Year's. Yeah, oh, New Year's. The yeah, bourbon, yeah, the, the bourbon, bourbon yeah. had a bourbon profile, but it was actually a rum. Oh, yeah. yeah, we were. I was like, because he was like, taste this, and we drank it, and I was like, man, that's a good bourbon. Where'd you get that? He's like, that's rum. That's a rum. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm still, I'm still trying to get used to rum. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge. I'm not fan. a rum guy. So I'm when I fan. when I spent time in the Bahamas. Yeah, I, I'm not saying there's not drink, some out there that ain't good that I just haven't tried yet. But the ones that I have, I'm not. Nah, I'm not. I've never been a rum. I'm kind of with you. I'm not a rum guy. Yeah. Tried a bunch of them. I want I want to go back to the uh, to the to the bottled and bond and explain to people that are maybe not hardcore bourbon drinkers just the, what first of all what that is and the commitment level that you you took to, to make that happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so bottled and bond number one is your first few food purity act in the states. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. So um, I'm glad it was bourbon related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so the first the first right? regulation we're going to put on food it's going to be about bourbon. our whiskey and our yeah. bourbons. Yeah. yeah. And that go. was Colonel Taylor that yeah. pushed that, correct? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so uh, look at JJ. A little history over so there. I, I, it's on the Watch side of the bottle, of the, the federal <laughs> reg, you know. But basically, it's got to be four years old. It's got to be distilled at one distillery and bottled there. It's got to be from one season. There's two distilling seasons in a year. Correct. And uh, and so it's all got to be done on one site. And so basically, it just you know confirms that like, hey, this was all done at this one place. It's this one whiskey. It's totally traceable. We know where it came from. We know who made it. Yep. All that type stuff. And so you won't see, you know, we're talking about people that source whiskey. You won't see that on a source whiskey because they can't. Correct. They can't meet the, the regulations. Uh, of course, it's 100 proof, you know. So, I mean, you, know, you kind of commit to that 100 proof at that point. Uh, some people, you know, they're used to other whiskeys, you know, that are 80 and 90 proof. You don't right. see a lot of that. Um, but I think, you know, there's a lot of people, just like JJ would say, he's like, hey, man, it was 100 proof. I like a good bottle yes. of bond. Yeah. Yep. And, and you know, totally, I mean, and, I, and then I get some people, you know, They'll tell you, you know, when I did my shine, you know, oh, well, you know, if it's not a hundred proof, it's not real whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, yeah. Just uh, drink it. Just shut up and drink it. Just shut up and drink it, yeah. Let me try yours. That's yeah. what I told them. Let me yeah. try yours. And uh, so, you know, it's 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 all those kind of things kind of wrapped up in one bottle, and it just kind of, you know, lets you know, hey, this should be a good product. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. and, and there's, uh, 
what what about on the back end from from your perspective is that does that add in, i would assume that increased cost right yeah i mean well you're looking at something like i said you know it's at 100 proof so i didn't water it down to 80 and stretch it out okay you know so there's more you know we use a measure in the industry called proof gallons a proof gallon is one gallon at 100 proof um and so basically you know you have more proof gallons in a bot or more alcohol in that bottle and if i was at 80 i would just water it down you know a whole another 20 you know 10 percent to get to 80 proof um we and so sell, cut more bottles yeah right, or get right. 10 10 percent more out yeah. of it because that's where that whole 80 you know you, when you do something you go oh we're 86 and that and we're throwing it out that is a actually a, a bourbon phrase is it I yeah that. that came from the that. bourbon industry is hey we're gonna 86 it because we can cut it we can cut it get rid of it or they'll proof it down to 86 proof and sell it and blah 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 so that was all that's actually a bourbon thing too I'm not as dumb as I look. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Uh. Where did Where did you learn? Sure, gonna fool me. It's it, it's it's one that's thing. What my, that's what Megan said. Too. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> it's one thing to uh to want to do something like this, but you didn't. I mean, everybody starts somewhere. So how did how yeah. did you start? Like, I get having a leg up, being an attorney, and and being able to navigate some of the legal side of things. But what about just straight making bourbon that didn't taste like shit? Like, where uh, and just to start, like, how, how'd you do that? So, so I'll tell you, interesting YouTube? thing. No, well, <laughs> interesting thing they kind of tell you in law school, and at the time, they don't teach you how to practice law in law school. They right. teach you how to teach yourself. Yes, that's is correct. Right. That's, so right. is uh, healthcare is the same way. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And so you're basically, you know, they teach you how to teach yourself. And so, you know, I talked to some old timers, you learn something from them. Like I was kind of mentioning earlier with the, with the kill shine I made, I made an all grain product and they kind of made more of what I'd call a sugar shine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So none of the old timers had any experience doing a hundred percent grain mash. Uh, you know, there's obviously some, some technical issues there with trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I did a lot of reading. Um, I sat down and read a lot and I finally found this one company that was in Kentucky. Um, and they make a good whiskey too. Um, wilderness trail. I don't know if you've ever seen that mm-hmm. here. You don't see a whole lot of that, but, uh, I found this article that they had written, and basically these two guys are are scientists, and they have gone around the world consulting for different distilleries, you know, ethanol refineries, you name it. If they produced alcohol, they consulted on it. And uh, they had this article, and it just laid it out of, you know, how do you make bourbon? Because, you know, the first batch I did, you know, I put all my grain in, and I cooked it. Well, that's not how you make good bourbon. Right. You know, so, um, you know, you want to cook different grains at different temperatures, you got different gelatinization temperature, you know, where they kind of, um, you know, they, they cook off. And some of them you want to cook hot, some of them not so hot. It's a recipe. Uh, yeah, it's a recipe. It's well, kind of chemistry. Yeah, yeah right? it's chemistry. It's a lot like bacon, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, so I found this, this article, and it kind of clicked. And then um, and then with my still, I run a, a, a bourbon still just like they do in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Mine's just 12 inches instead of, you know, 48 or 72. And these ginormous ones, you know, look like a fire hose putting out alcohol. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, and so we tried to run it and, you know, it was having difficulties. And so finally I picked up the phone call the manufacturers and said, Hey, look, I've tried to run this thing every way I know how. I said, I've got some old timers here. I said, How do you run this thing? He says, he says, Well, I'll send you a, I'll send you a sheet. And, uh, so he sent me this, you know, five page document of how to run this still. And so we tried it. It still won't run right. So one thing that affects this still is barometric pressure. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And uh, yeah. hurricane was coming. Yeah, right, right, right. pressures are coming. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, you know, water boils at different temperatures at different elevations. Correct. So yeah, right. all this 
document was kind of set up for Kentucky. And the kiln's below uh, sea level. Kiln's, <laughs> yeah. It, it, not quite, but close. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't far. Yeah. So uh, we actually run it a lot slower than they tell me you're supposed to run it, uh, which I think kind of actually ends up helping the flavor of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ferment it at colder temperatures, and they kind of um, kind of slower, you know, get you a better flavor profile. Um, we do several things that are kind of, you know, takes you a little bit longer, but we think produces a better product. Uh, but really, I mean, it's the first six months was kind of trial and error. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I've got like the first barrel sitting over the side, and somebody coming one day is like, "Oh man, I gotta have a taste of that." I was like, "Nah, you don't want to taste of that." <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was gonna ask you how many how many trials and error did it take to get to where we are now? Yeah, I mean, it probably took me you know five to ten batches to kind of really kind of get it figured out and get it hammered out, and and then we still kind of learned. What's the length are you tasting that <laughs> to say this one's good, this one's not? How long are you waiting in between there? So, I mean, we kind of taste it as it's coming off the still to make sure we're getting the flavor profile we want at that point. I mean, then after that, I mean, you can go pull a barrel, you know, at a year and you taste it. And um, it'll have a lot of the good flavors you're looking for. I mean, after six months, you got a lot of your color. Mm-hmm. But it takes... So it, you're not doing this overnight. This is a, a process. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a process. But I can take you out there in the warehouse right now and we could pick a barrel. Right. And you can say, oh, that I don't like that one. Oh, man, it's really good. We could come back next month. And you'd have a totally, totally different, different yeah. yeah. Right. So a totally different taste. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll change a lot. You know, just, you know, summertime when it's hot, you get more evaporation and it changes. I mean, they, they'll just change, you know, with the seasons. Well, and I guess also, too, the amount of times that it's going in and out of the, the, the oak itself, right? Because right. that's, that's a continuous process, right? Continuously yeah. going in and out of the barrel, right? Because as right. it cools, it draws back out of the wood. Yeah, that wood kind of gets tight. Right, tightens up and then... Well, like an old wood boat. I don't, even, don't drive cotton yeah. on it, but yeah. yeah. I've even read that, you know, on these other distilleries, they pay for the, I guess, the higher elevations and the, the cheaper ones on the lower because the higher barrels. Well, heat, heat rises, so yeah, they're going to yeah, be hotter, yeah, they, right? Yeah, they get hot. So, so you know, you bring that up, and so people ask me, well, what's different about bourbon down here? I said, do you ever notice our climate? I said, we get about five freezing nights a year. Yeah. 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 And so it's, basically. It's already 100 degrees and we're only at what, today's May 16th? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Today I was like, God, already? Thank you, Jesus. For real? Bring it. Because yeah. you know why? It's a calm Gulf of Mexico. Well, I'll yeah. dig that okay. all day long. You got a different perspective than <laughs> Yeah, I than hate the, rest the winter. Yeah. I hate the winter. Yeah. So like, With the passion. Whiskey doesn't really age much below 60 degrees. Really? Okay. So that's why you can get like a scotch that's 20 years old. Right. It's still, you know, we kind of talk about it being like smooth mellow right 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 um but you know scotland stays cold and oh, some of those yeah. are ages in caves and so i mean they're staying around 60 degrees right, so you can stay right. that for 20 years and, and you know you don't get over oaked um but above 60 degrees it ages and so down here i think we get eight you know we put four year on it but i think you know jj i mean tell me your opinion i mean it tastes older than four to me it, it tastes, tastes like a 10 year old bourbon yeah. I mean, it really does. It it it's got those, it's got a lot of the characteristics of a ten year old bourbon yeah. to me. Yeah. Now I've drank that one, that bottle, and uh, you know every bottle's different that comes BIB, obviously too. But me yeah. personally, I think it tastes like a ten year old bourbon. And yeah. for it to be a four year old bourbon, I was kind of like, man, that's that's really impressive. And yeah. I was kind of amped because it's Mississippi now. I'm a Florida boy that transplanted over here. But <laughs> You've been adopted. I've been adopted. I don't know if that's a good thing or not yet. I haven't figured that out it's, yet. Uh, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Sydney, our buddy, uh, is also uh, another big bourbon drinker. He, oh, Joey's left the table. Okay. Uh, he's also another uh, big bourbon drinker. The bourbon and, works. Uh, yeah, he said, uh, what did he say here? He said, Wilderness Trail uses a sweet mash, also a very good juice. But, Sydney, if you're still watching, I'd like to know 
uh, if you've had the uh, the the bourbon here and what you thought about it, because uh, he Sydney's a guy, a friend of ours, who's went from being an IPA beer drinker uh, and not messing with bourbon whiskeys, really pretty much liquor at all, to now he doesn't drink beer hardly at all anymore, and he's a huge bourbon like fanatic. So yeah. uh, I would Sydney, if you're still out there, let us know your opinion, man. I love to hear it. So um, I, I love I love that the the bottled and bomb, man. That's that's killer. I love the. Uh, like fight your way through it to figure it out you know i'm sure that's uh that's nerve-wracking i would only imagine to to, to go there put that type of investment because this isn't a i would assume a low cost of entry type business no no it's not <laughs> you know uh, what i mean this ain't like starting uh i don't know like a like i don't i can't even think of anything a snowball stand right? I would, I would, not, yeah. <laughs> this ain't like starting a snowball yeah, stand. i would think we're it's throw, like, we're gonna it's throw like christmas gonna every four years and hopefully christmas is good in four years yeah yeah, yeah it's it's kind of funny that i when back when i was doing the shot you know they they started busting some of the local guys which i, I hated to see but uh i had this one girl you know she was just outrated me i guess one of her relatives were had been arrested she goes why does the state let why are you able to do this this is well, first of all, I said I stroke a check for ten grand to the state. Right, <laughs> right. Before I do anything, got to pay to play. Yeah, Damn. yeah. It's so you know, just just right off the bat, you know, you 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 know, the state's part of your your deal, right? Oh, they're there. in bed with you, baby. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, not yeah. on the risk side though. No, not, not on, on the risk, risk. Side at all. Well, <laughs> they're yeah. only on the profit side. Yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah. thank you. We're state. gonna take the gross, not the net. Yeah, yeah. and if you fail, then uh, we still Sorry. want our gross. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So then you, you give them ten grand up front, you know, and then you you got your fingers crossed, and then you get to four years, and you. Well, then you got to ship it to Jackson, and they mark you up thirty percent, and so then Ooh. they get another thirty percent out of you, and uh, then it goes to liquor stores. So you're talking, yeah. you're talking thirty percent. You're talking over. He put he stroked the check for ten G's. Yep. And you got to figure he's probably four grand out of pocket already on that ten grand. What do you mean? So he was talking about. I mean, the thirty percent. So I'm just using that number as a round figure. So yeah. Well, no, they they stick thirty percent on top of what you uh, sold addition. it to Jackson oh, so, for. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm per saying. Per bottle. So, yeah, so you're going up. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's what I'm saying. But he don't get the thirty percent. No, he no, ain't getting yeah. it. No, 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 yeah, no. That's yeah, terrible. Yeah. But I mean, it's that's horrible. We, 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 that's another uh, brings up another good point. A question I wanted to ask too. It's like navigating all the craziness. You already mentioned a lot of the like uh, getting your your um, licensing and all that stuff. But what what all have you learned? Maybe that you didn't know about just how crazy. You know, alcohol sales, it's its legal, but it ain't uh, capitalistic in any way, shape, or form, right? You have to sell to ABC and Jackson, right? Yeah. Who then turns around as a government entity and sells it to the uh, liquor stores yes. that we buy from, right? Right, right, exactly. And You can't sell direct to me. No, I cannot. So there is a store at the distillery, but it's my sister's store because I can't own a store. Okay. Right. Is it connected? Same property, same building? Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, the front, I've got like a, well, it used to be a tasting room. And then on one side, that's, you know, it's like, you know, suit B or whatever, you know. Okay. Um, and so it's a liquor store, you know, full line liquor store. Uh, we carry, they carry everything. Right. You know, right I have my right. product in there, obviously. Right. Uh, but back when I started, you couldn't sell your product on site. Uh, so. Yeah, because that just changed like, what, two or three years ago, correct? Yeah. And so now you can sell your product on site. It's right. another fee. And then it's at that point it was like, well, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I might as well. Yeah, I'm already taxed out. Yeah. What, what's the point? As in, it doesn't make financial sense. You mean? Yeah, I mean, because I still have to pay the state their thirty percent, so I don't get that cut. Got you. Got uh, you. Got you. And I've already got somebody working the liquor store and its family anyway. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I could make that markup that the liquor store is making, but I would just pay it right back out to have an employee sell it. <laughs> you know, so so why so why bother? You know, at that point. That's terrible. Um. Yeah. Do you, are you a member of any type of uh, distillery organizations? Is there any in the state that 
tries to lobby these laws, which I'm sure is probably never going to happen. But well, maybe yeah. you could try. Well, you can't. Even, you can't even buy uh, wine anything in the state of mississippi through uh, digitally like in other words i can't order wine from right, another state yeah, and have no, it shipped to me no. no no so you can only own one liquor store in mississippi per household really i didn't know that yeah so you can't own a ch- so you won't see a chain like if you go to texas you'll see like specs and yeah, you know, yeah across yeah, yeah. the country you talk about ordering like total wine and different like chains like right, that. correct right. correct uh so you won't see those in mississippi uh costco's in jackson has you know a liquor license and i think there's some other Big box store. You just there. changed the world by saying there's a Costco in Jackson, Mississippi, because the last place I saw Costco was in Galveston, Texas. <laughs> there's, one in, there's, there's one in Mobile, too. But uh, uh, Winn Dixie, I think, has one in Ocean Springs, a liquor store. Yeah, okay. yeah. You can just have yeah, one but, per state. And there. they're pretty small, That's too. Stupid. I think that one in Winn Dixie's. What small. do you know right. the rationale behind that? If there is one, what do uh, they say? Bible Belt. Well, I think part of it's Bible Belt. I think part of it is so you don't have a monopoly. Uh, I think a lot of it's, you know, just a. Um, they don't want somebody can, to really control prices, although the state's pretty much controlling them anyway. Right. So, in other words, they want to do it. They don't yeah. want you to do yeah. it. I like it. It's yeah. okay for us to monopolize, correct. not correct. you. Correct. Yeah. But any any uh, lobbying groups that, that try to affect policy and change so, when it comes to this kind of stuff? So, not in the state of Mississippi. Okay. You know, there are some lobbying groups that lobby for different things like mail order uh, okay. stuff. You know, I'm not part of that. Um you know, really and truly, I mean, you kind of become tied to, you know, some of these local liquor stores. I mean, it's not like I promote one or the other, but I mean... If you take wine away from them, for some of them, that's most of their business. We we talked to uh, Jonathan yeah. Mizano was on the show. We need to get him back on. It's been a minute. Yeah. But he talked to us about that same exact thing. If yeah. they were to take that away or let, like, say, for instance, Walmart sell wine, then it would, it would, cut it, it would gut, well, yeah. gut him. Yeah. It would gut most of his profit. You know, yeah. they not right. be able to exist. And so yeah, I think you'd see a lot of these small – I mean, they're all mom-and-pop stores. I mean, you know, they're all small family-owned businesses. And so, I mean, you know, I, I kind of have – you know, you like to see that type stuff. I do. You know? I do. Um, right. Yeah. And so, I mean – Kind of support them, you know, and, and, and don't really – I don't buck that system. I mean, because you can get – I mean, yeah, it's nice to think like, hey, you know, like they have Specs and Twin in, in Texas, you know, so you can get in one. Well, then the other one blackballs you. Right. You know, okay. that really doesn't happen in here in Mississippi for the most part. You know, okay. they're not – well, you're in the liquor store across town. I'm not going to carry you. You know, no, they have the incentive to carry you because – you know, then if they don't, their customer's going to go across town. Correct. Right. Correct. Right. So that, that's a double-edged sword even in Texas, right? I mean, if you don't have what I want because you think you're being cool or hurting you as the distiller, I'm like, well, I'm not coming back I'm to your store anymore because his product is the shit. Right. But right. What, then what they do is they throw your competition stuff out and say, oh, well, we don't have his, but we got his competitions. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. And so then they kind of, gotcha. you know, undercut you or whatever. See, but I'm, I'm down with starting a gang and I'm being like, listen, I only drink that. I don't drink this other <laughs> knockoff shit that you're selling. So yeah. Don't, right. don't even try don't it. Don't even bring I've it. I've been over- insulted, sir, and I will not return. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no. now nationally, we have two different trade groups. Uh, we have the American Distilling Institute and uh, we have the uh, American Craft Spirit ACSA. American Craft Spirit Association, I believe. One of them's having a convention in New Orleans uh, sometime this summer. Okay. Great place and, uh, to have a uh, convention. Yeah, yeah, for, right. for yeah. bourbon whiskey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it's kind of nice. A lot of them are in Kentucky. You know, I usually drive up there to those. Right. Not too bad. But they do a lot of lobbying. Uh, they got us. Um, they reduced. You know, so for the feds, I told you what I paid the state. Yep. So for the feds, they charge you an excise tax, and so it's based on a proof gallon. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a proof gallon of production, but it's proof gallon sold. So once it leaves my facility or my bonded area, then I have to pay the feds. And so they charge you by the proof gallon. So it used to be, I forget, it was like $12, $14 a proof gallon. And they got it reduced to $2.70 something cents for the first like 10,000 proof gallons. Wow. Well, that's huge that's, for that for that first 10,000. Well, yeah, yeah, because I yeah, mean, you got to figure they're probably killing the mom and pop 
distilleries like this. Yeah. You know how, what I mean? How right. many how many distilleries are there in the state of Mississippi? Uh so right now there's four of us. Okay. Okay. And uh so there's uh Wonderbird up in Taylor, Mississippi. Okay. Uh they make mainly gin. I think I might have seen their stuff maybe in one store down here. Gin's not real big market. It's, yeah. it's not. Uh, it's tough. It's not. It's, I'm, I'm slowly started working my way through that though, just a little bit. It's not bourbon, but I'm trying. And the uh, yeah, Hendrix, Hendrix is pretty good. Hendrix, it's not distilled here in the state, but uh, yeah, yeah. If you mix it in the right stuff. And this is going to be a premium bourbon, kind of, I mean premium gin, kind of like Hendrix. Okay, probably worth a try. I was going to say, yeah, I definitely. I'm gonna go try that just because yeah. you said that. Yeah, and so then uh, in in Jackson, there's uh, Cathead. Yes, uh, they made yeah, 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 now they make yeah. the. Correct. We that drank was, we, we drank, drank them that, on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, Actually, yeah. on the show, we drank them a few yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they've they've been they're the, they're the oldest, uh, you know, and they mainly con- have concentrated on the on the vodka. They do make a gin. Correct. Uh, oh, I didn't know the gin. Yeah, vodka, I didn't know. They I make know a the vodka, uh, yeah. the gins. I think Bristow. Uh, don't okay. see it a whole lot. Uh, if you like a gin, it's pretty good though. Um, had their bourbon though. Yeah, yeah, and they've got a bourbon now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what else they're doing. They they've got some different like coffee flavored like or chicory flavored liqueurs and different stuff. Okay. Uh, they're real big into the blues. That's kind of their deal. It's kind of like the Cathead. If you look at right, 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 that's right. kind of their their stick. Um, they used to be Charbonneau and Natchez doing a the rum. Uh, they're not there anymore. They kind of went out with COVID. Um, Damn. Okay. And then uh, probably going to be a shock to y'all. There's actually a new distillery in Gulfport doing a rum called no. Circle Hook. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. So I, mean, I, I haven't heard I, of it. No, I did. I I saw something on, and they're doing just rums right now, though, right? Rum runs. Yeah, he's he's doing an aged rum. Yeah, um, really good stuff. The guy, uh, probably love his story. He's uh, he's from the West Coast. Uh, I think somewhere in California originally. Uh, I kind of forget. I think he's lived kind of different places out there. But he actually is a commercial fisherman in Alaska. Oh love shit! Him. Okay. Love him already. Yeah, yeah JJ's that's my in. cup of tea. You'll be, I'm buying, in. I'm you'll be buying that rum no matter what. I'm on what. my way right now. Yeah. Tell him I'm coming. Is yeah. he already putting out product, or is this a, is he just getting started? Uh, well, he's, you know, I forget exactly how long he's kind of been in business. I know, I think it's like two years now. He's got some product out in certain stores. Um, I think not very <laughs> many Sydney, stores. Yeah, out. I'm getting lit up. We're getting lit up in the comments over here. Uh, keep going. I didn't mean to cut you off. Finish yeah. that thought. So, no. so I, I don't know exactly what store he's in, but he makes a great product. I've had it. I love it. Um, super nice guy. Um, I don't think he's, um, you know, I was kind of talking to the other day. I was like, you know, uh, he's like, well, you know, we don't have enough product yet to really go kind of mainstream. And, uh, and so he's doing, you know, pretty small batches, like two barrel blends and he's putting it out, but I mean, great product. I mean, it's, it's, uh, what's interesting about rum is rum's real diverse. Um, you know, you can make like rum agricole, you can do a spiced rum, you can do a white rum, you can do an aged rum. Uh, it's real broad, you know. You can do different sh- mixtures of sugar and molasses. Um, there's no kind of set formula. Um, it's it's definitely a lot more broad than bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think you know it gives you a little bit more to play with. Okay. Uh, but if you like a bourbon, I think you'll you know, and you want to get into the rums, I think that's definitely one to try. Uh, because he ages uh, most of his is aged in new white oak barrels, mm-hmm. just like a bourbon. Okay, and so you get a lot of that color, you get a lot of those flavor profiles. So we got uh, some hints of some bourbon in there. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's a it's a great rum. I would say it's more of a sipping rum. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, a lot of the rum you get is more of a spiced rum. You know, yeah, right, uh, like a mixing yes. rum. Yeah, it's just like too cracking and syrupy. Stuff like that. Yeah, yes, I don't like that. Yeah. I like the darker stuff of the stuff that I like. Yeah, and so it's it's really kind of hard to you know I guess there's some of the rum fanatics could probably tell us uh, yeah. but to get that good you know barrel aged rum that's got those good flavors. Uh, let's let's hit the comments up. Um, 
uh, my wife actually in the comments asked, are all the states the same regarding the ABC regulation uh, regulates the, the the distribution of liquor and wine? Uh, I, I it varies from state to state. Right. Yeah, it's, and also varies. I think from liquor to wine to beer, it's all different, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, usually wine and liquor are pretty close, like in Mississippi. Okay. Uh, but different states are different. You know, usually it's a lot more relaxed on wine. You know. Yeah. Uh, so. I, I even had a conversation with Sydney. Uh, we need to get him in here and do another one of these bourbon nights and get him in. But uh, even about with the craft beers locally in the state, like your Southern Pecans and all the the, uh, yeah. the the locally produced beers, they had to go through hell just being able to get on the shelves. Right. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it wasn't an easy fight. And they kind of fought, uh, I guess one of the more recent fights was to get like the high ABV stuff, you know, yes. that, that you see in other states. Uh, so like uh, Timber Beast came out of it. You know, I'm sure mm -hmm. some other ones, you know, got Craft Advisors, got one. Uh, he makes some good stuff. You know, they're, they're making some good stuff, but, I mean, it's been a struggle for those guys. Yeah. I mean, you see Lucky Town and Jackson went out of business. Um, you know what's great about whiskey is it doesn't go bad. Right. And so I tell you. It can sit for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it only gets yeah. better. Yeah. Uh, with beer, you got to turn it over. You know, I like to say, you know, uh, there's only two food groups that don't go bad, you know, that's honey and whiskey. That's yeah. true. Right. And they're both yeah. good. Yeah. And they're both good, too. Uh, so so Sydney was giving us some hell, too. Uh, he, he said he posted about Circle Hook. In our uh, our group chat, so apparently we should have already heard about Circle Hook. We missed that. Sorry, <laughs> Sydney. Slackers. I don't Whatever, pay, I don't pay Sydney. attention very well. But going back to 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 um, uh, your bottled and bond uh, again. This is our buddy Sydney. He said it's an excellent juice. He said he agrees that it ta it tastes much closer to a ten year bourbon than a four. Uh, great bourbon sweetness. I thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, his single barrel barrel proof is one of my favorites. Yep. Yeah. So we've, we've got a, we've got. So we haven't even got into that yet. Yeah, we haven't got into that or the rye. We haven't even got to the rye yet, dude. Jesus. All right, let's so let's let's take, check that out. So I'll pour me one and I'll pass it. Yeah, yeah. Explain explain to us here what we're having here too. So this For the people is, listening uh, who can't taste it, sorry guys. So the bottle's a little bit suck. different. So there's a a global glass shortage now. Uh, you know, supply chain issues. Uh, so this uh, we also do politics if you want to talk about that. If you want to talk about why that's a problem. Yeah, so so uh, I want to comment on your label again because it's, uh, it's legit. It's very good. It's yeah. simply simple and like right. It's perfect. Yeah. To me, it reminds me of classic. The classic eighteen yeah. like hundred vintage. Like, yep. Yeah, like the eight. And the other thing I was digging was the wax. The wax. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask the only about other, the wax. There's only a few that do it, like Blanton's Makers. Yeah. You. Yeah. It's a. It seals that. So the wax is more expensive. Um, obviously. And yeah. and with yeah. Makers, Makers trademark the drip. Right, yeah, wax right. naturally is going to drip. Drip, yeah. But they trademarked it, so we dip these in the wax, leave them vertical, and then dip them in ice water. Right, you have quench yeah. It. And, so uh, you can trademark the drip. Yes. So well, the makers, makers the makers. Right. Drip. No, that's what I'm saying. Like makers, yeah. you can do that. That's. They yeah. do colors too, so they do like a red, blue, and gray. Yeah, they do well, all kinds. We got to come up with something to, to fight the drip. What can we do? I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, we're gonna think on that. Wait, there's been a lot of lawsuits over it. There was because I mean, wax naturally drips Correct. when you dip it. Right. You know. That's like, what if we I did a reverse? Drip that's like trademark dripping off the cap. That's what I was uh, exactly what I was well, thinking. Yeah. Honest don't to God, put it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! We'll edit that out. It's only live. Yeah. 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 But uh, but so the you know it's it's kind of interesting you know different trademarks you know and and uh it's it's funny reading some of those cases you know because you tell the judges just love you know the case is litigated in Kentucky you know the federal courts are like oh well you know everybody knows bourbon's better than everything else correct yeah it is it is I do like scotch though I will say that yeah I don't buy it a lot I don't drink it a lot but I like it yeah see I'm not a scotch guy dude I've tried it my dad's tried to turn me on to it and I was like I like it. Scotch is real diverse. Yeah. I have to say that about it. Yes. You know, I think bourbon, you kind of know in general, kind of what you're getting into. Yes. With scotch, it's, it's you know. So, it's so broad. It's right. A, because yeah. it, I mean, it can be light or aggressive. Yeah. Right. 
And, and well, now I was told this always: if you're going from a bourbon, if you're a big bourbon drinker, and you're trying to switch to scotch, make sure you stay single malt. Yeah. Yep. Because of yep. it's just it's got a the cla- flavor uh, profiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some have more smoke than others. Flavor, yeah, right? Some are like and that smoother. all goes in the peat and how they heat Correct. it and smoke Correct. it. And but yeah. Correct. Where yeah. did where did the colors come from? I know the green for the rye, but where did the gold come from? Just your favorite color, Saints. Well, you know, <laughs> no, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you think about it. I mean, gold, gold medal, you know. Yeah, hey, oh, yeah, yeah. Like we're gold, baby. What a great transition! Oh, I have yeah. another photo here. Hold on, uh, I'm going to show. It. It's going to. Oh no, I did the other photo. Shit! You ha- <laughs> so it'll come up in a second over there. You had the 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 medals hanging on some of your stuff. What? Let's talk about that. Yeah. So. Uh, so that's the photo over there. You have one on your do. on your Facebook page that has the medals hanging from. Uh, some of the bottles there, but I did. I don't have that one. Yeah, so we've we've won numerous medals. With, I was talking about those other, those two trade organizations. You know, I usually enter my product in their competitions. Okay. Uh, kind of compete against other craft products mainly. Um, when we do that, um, and you kind of get a little bit of feedback from the judges. Of course, everybody you know, everybody's palate's different, so it's it's variable. Um, you know what? You know what I read about wine too. Um, I read some articles about uh, actually the singer from Tool. Mm-hmm. Anybody familiar with them? He he he. Uh, he has a vineyard. He does, and it's in Arizona. And with wine, I would assume you know bourbon has some of the same kind of things you mentioned already with the barrels, and that's a lot of where your fa- uh, flavor comes from. But the soil that you grow the grapes in, supposedly, if you have a great palate, can affect the taste of the wine. Right. And he was saying in, a, in an early article, as he would bring that wine out to go to competitions, that a lot of the sommeliers, their palate is trained to be a Napa Valley tasting wine like that's what they're right. used they're to they're used to they're that used to that Correct. so when you bring something in different it, it, it may not be that it's bad but it's so different to them that they may not rank it as high as somebody who just tried right. it for the first time right like, i like this because they don't have that pr- so, bias yeah. about them right so if you ever go get the chance to go watch the show neat i know you've probably seen the neat on netflix or prime or whatever I might have it's all about bourbon yeah and so they got a chick on there i think she works for old forester i'm not 100 okay. sure but she always says, she goes, the first sip of bourbon, doesn't matter what bourbon it is, tastes like gasoline. But once you get past that first sip, now you're starting to get into the flavor profiles. And she's like their official, kind of like the Buffalo Trace, the the dude from Buffalo Trace. I mean, right. She's like legendary. Okay. So she, yeah. but that was one thing she said. She goes, it always blows your palate out. Yeah. And then you come back and you sit and you taste again. And you actually swallow well, And you're it supposed to wait, in. too, I think, a little bit. As right, you're not supposed to just, you right. know. I mean, a lot of people, yeah. think about it, 18, 19-year-old kids. We start, well, they don't count. We're drinking we're drinking bourbon and Crown yeah. and whatever else, we, and well, we're shooting it. And it well, you you're know. mixing it with Coca-Cola. <laughs> right, right. right. Sure. Well, I yeah, said Coca-Cola you get on, on purpose, too, not to say you're mixing it with Coke. I didn't want to be. No, I mean, it was always chasing it with Well, I mean, that's debatable, yeah. Right, exactly. But no, what I'm getting at is that that chick, I think she hit the nail on the head when she said it kind of just blows your palate out, and then you come back. And you, then after your second or third sip, you, you taste start it. to taste the flavor. Did you did yeah. you have to deal with that though? When you said you got feedback from judges and certain things that you've entered into being a being a, a you know a new distillery in a different place. I mean, I think a little bit of that. I mean, not it, from Kentucky because I, I think it, you know the four year old kind of it is good by uh, the way. Kind of messes phenomenal. with him, you know. Uh, but I think the the main thing you know that I've noticed with other cra- and, and not to not craft uh, bourbons, but that you like to use pot stills. And to me, a pot still bourbon does not turn out that well. Describe the difference from a pot still and how yeah, you do it. and what you do. Because yeah. I don't know the difference there. So, I mean, we talk about, you know, we just mentioned scotch. I think scotch is renowned and Irish whiskey is renowned for being pot distilled. Yes. 
And so if anybody does beer, you know, with beer, you know, you know I'm probably going to butcher this word again, but they basically separate the grain from water. So they call it laudering. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so you, you go ahead before you ever ferment, it, you separate it out and then you ferment it and then you distill it. And so there's no grain in the distilling process. That's very similar to what the old shiners used to do around here. They used to call it drawing off their buck, you okay. know, and they would just run the liquid. They wouldn't run any grain. And so what's kind of interesting when you go to all grain, uh, to get the best conversion, you grind it, you grind it real fine. I mean, you're trying to make like a, almost like a flour. And so once you do that, you can't separate that grain from the water. I mean, it'll kind of settle to the bottom and you can kind of draw off your buck, but you'd leave a ton of alcohol in that grain. Okay. And, uh, so you have to distill it grain on. And so if you put that in a pot still, what happens is you sit there and you cook and cook and cook and you cook that corn and all that grain and you overcook it. You know, the, the kind of the fancy term, if you want to be scientific and look it up, is a Maillard reaction. Okay. And so basically it's kind of like toast. You know, do you like your toast lightly toast or do you like it burnt? Right. And so kind of what happens in that pot still, you end up burning and scorching the grains. Gotcha. A little bit of that, add some flavor, too much of that's over top. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. right. um, and so that tends to kind of happen with a pot distilled bourbon. To me, it almost gives it a metallic taste. Um, you know, and some people, uh, you know, there's one – you know, big brand. I think Woodford kind of promotes that they pot pot distilled bourbon. Yeah, I'm not sure they're I don't think they do that process. double oak stuff too. I mean, I I yeah, uh, I used to like Woodford personally, yeah. and then they went to that double oak, and it's hard to find. They're just the original Woodford. Yeah. To me, had a better profile. Yeah, the double oak's just too much. Double oak to me is yeah. yeah. It, I, I had it and paid way too much for it and was not impressed. Yeah. What, what, how, how has your palate developed uh, having done this? Where did you start, and where do you think you are now? So, I'm, you know, you talk about bourbons. I think, you know, when I was back in college, of course, you know, you'll kind of hit on Maker's Mark. Yeah, you know, that right. was, you know, yeah, that was you were drowning it probably in yeah. Sprite Makers. at the Grove, right? You weren't, like, sipping it to taste what, what it was. Or I, were you? I mean, you you know, you, you know I, don't I think, know I wasn't. I don't think I anybody starts drinking straight bourbon. I mean, you're going to mix it with something. Yeah, right. You know, I think you kind of get there. And then I had, uh, I think it was my brother-in-law. Like, oh, man, he says, you drink bourbon and water, he goes, you won't wake up with a hangover. That's not how that works. Well, I mean, think about it, though. You're drinking some water, so you're kind of staying hydrated instead of just drinking straight bourbon. Right. Correct. And also, uh, let me do a little medical side of things here. Uh, when you drink, like, sugary drinks, mm -hmm. it costs water to get the sugar molecule out. So right. the more sugar you drink, the more dehydrated. More dehydrated. Right, right, right. Correct. Yeah, so you're not getting the sugar in there with the Coke or the Sprite Correct. or whatever. Right. And so... So you're better off. Yeah, you're better off. So you kind of start there, and then you're like, oh, well, you know, I just want some more alcohol, so I don't have to go but to the bars. But if you still much. drink a fifth, you know, all bets are off. So all bets are yeah, really yeah. You can, and, ask, you can ask the wife. I'll tell her straight <laughs> up. I'd rather have a whiskey hangover the next day because I can function than a beer, than a beer or, or hangover. I'd rather have no hangover personally, but let's let's continue. Wine is <laughs> terrible. Wine I just is haven't the worst. figured it out yeah. yet. And yeah, so, well, uh, I mean, yeah. but kind of before the Grove, you know, we mentioned our mutual friend over in the kill. You know, <laughs> the Moran. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it was, you know, a handle of Elijah Craig, you know. Uh, not Elijah Craig, but Evan Williams. Oh, yeah. God. That sounds more hot college to me, yes. Yeah. That and sounds so, more uh, appropriate. You know, that was kind of like my introduction to bourbon was Evan Williams. Yeah. And uh, so then the college, uh, you know, Makers Marks Pod, kind of try that. Uh, not bad, you know. Uh, of course, you know, Jim Beam's all over the place. Dude, that's what my family grew up drinking was I that. Mean, and Jack Daniels, man, yeah. I'll always yeah. be a huge fan. Yeah. I don't care. If people shit on it. A, yeah. Like your, your big, hardcore, like bourbon snobs. Like, yeah, you know what? But you know what? Jack you know what? tastes they like got charcoal. Screw you guys. They got you know. seven figures in their bank, and I'd screw them. Yeah. yeah, that's the way I look I at it. I grew up on it, so it's like that palate bias, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. like it always. Well, like, I've always loved Jim Beam. If it's good enough for Sinatra, talking about Jack Daniels is good yeah. enough for me. Well, it's, it's just like, Have I get like that? this overwhelming charcoal out of out of Jack Daniels now. Well, it's it is. It's, no, it, it really it is. is. Because, but, yeah, it's, it's how they filter it. Correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I like that. 
for yeah. some reason. Well, I but, guess because I grew up drinking it. Like a so, yeah. a buddy of mine went up to the Jack Daniels Distillery and got a bottle of Frank Sinatra's flavor profile okay. that he drank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm gonna tell you, dude, Sinatra had a palate. That, Did he? That, and I'm not a Jack Daniels fan. I'm well, a that Jim was a Beam huge guy. marketing move on Jack Daniels' point to, to, yeah. to get oh, those singers. Oh, a thousand singers. percent, yes. Because you got they got them. Did you Eric, know that? Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Eric Church has got one too, doesn't he? Uh, Jack Daniels? Yes. Oh, I don't know. I, th- I, don't I think know. he I just does. Know, I just know back in the day. But I know that um, the Jack Daniels, Frank Sinatra, now that they put out, it's like 109 or 105 proof Ooh. whiskey. Oh. I didn't know he had a signature. Oh, yeah. It's their okay. signature. And it comes in a whole, you know, it's a big deal. It yeah. Comes in like it, but I don't see it anymore. It, it, I think you have to go there to get it. Okay. My Damn. buddy's got it, though. And I'm going to tell you, dude, I'm not a Jack Daniels fan. And he was like, just try this neat and tell me what you think. It was good. Probably one of the best I've ever had in my entire Wow. Life. I would put it in the top three for wow. sure. I bet it's a little bit older, too. It is. Yeah, I think it's 12 or 14 years old. But but still, at that point, though, I mean, you're drinking a Tennessee whiskey and not a bourbon, and the only thing is is how they mellow it through the charcoal process, well, correct? Well, yeah. I mean, Tennessee whiskey goes to the charcoal, I guess, technically. I don't know. I'm not you know, going to, you know, people will argue that uh, Tennessee whiskey is bourbon. Right. It is technically yeah, until technically. they filter charcoal filter. I don't know. To yeah. me, it's all the same. It's yeah. one. We the had same. this argument before. We have. Yeah. We have. Yeah. But Lots go, of nights. back to your f- flavor po- profile. Has it? It's developed. Yeah. So I mean, uh, uh, it's kind of weird. You know, I mentioned. Um, so I kind of went back. I really liked like the uh, Elijah Craig and Four Roses. Kind of is what I get. Mm-hmm. I like the traditional rye bourbons. Um, you know, mm-hmm. traditional bourbons were made with rye grain and not wheat. Right. Makers is a weeded bourbon. Yes. Okay. And for me, we've talked about this. What? What is? What, is it Mitchers? Is your favorite? Mitchers. Okay. Mitchers. All yeah. the weeds that I've drank, most of them, I can't think of one that's not. They're a little sweeter than I typically like for me personally. And yeah. so, we kind of started. You know, these bourbons I have sitting on the table are weeded bourbons because the market. You know, everybody's like are hot on weeded bourbons right now. Right. Okay. And so that's what these are. Um, all, all of them that we've had so far. The single barrel, yeah, and the ball and bond are weeded bourbons. Okay, well then I like these two. But then. then we got a rye sitting over there too. We're well, so yeah. gonna crack that rye here. I, I have a rye yeah. whiskey, but I've got a lot of uh, traditional rye bourbon aging. I just corrected myself. I said weeded and meant rye. I'm sorry. That that's why when you said that, I'm like, wait a second, this is a rye. Rye, rye is bourbons. Hot. I said it incorrect. The yeah. rye bourbons that I've typically tried, I have not been a fan of. Not weeded. I, I said that incorrectly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, and you know, it's funny Get to it me. Right. Yeah. Weeded bourbons. It's live, baby. And, and I, <laughs> and everybody to me, you know, your your palate and your flavor profile is different. You know, right. I mean, mm-hmm. so, you know, we can argue about what something tastes like, but for everybody, it's different. And to me, a traditional rye bourbon is actually sweeter. That's what I, I'm saying. And yes. I like them better. Right. Um, and some, I, I'm see, with, I'm not a fan I'm of the sweetness so much. I don't like the, the super sweet bourbon. Right. I like, I'm more like on the, the Angel's Envy rye. I like Angel's Envy Rye. Angel's I like a couple Envy's, other ryes. Yeah, it's it's good. I, to me, I'm I'm with him. I like a Mitchers, but my favorite all time go to if they got the bottle, which nobody has it right now, is the OF 100. Yeah, yeah. Old Forester 100. Because yeah. I think that's a smooth. It's a hundred proof bourbon, but it comes off really really smooth. It's not a ten year old bourbon, and I think your profile kind of matches that yeah. on the BIB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've ever had the. The OF 100. Just, you don't so see they it. changed it over to the, well, they used to carry it, and I'm not going to throw stores out there, yeah, but they used that. to carry it at this other store, and uh, I get it for like $27 a bottle. And I'm yeah. like, ah, it's, it's, it's a good get off the boat, want to drown your <laughs> sorrows. sorrows. Away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a great bourbon for that. 
And so, but they, I think they changed it over to their signature series now. I'm not 100% sure. But the BIB that you put out reminds me a lot of that. And that's okay. what I told my, actually, Megan back. She was, I was like, man, this stuff is legit. Yeah. Well, let's dive into that rye. Tell us a different process. And let's taste yeah. that thing. So, uh, rye, and I've got some extra glass over here. This is uh, straight. So, straight means it's two-year-old. Uh, and uh, you want to put in these plastic glasses? And, mm-hmm. Yeah, because we got to clean them I out. didn't clean mine in between either, but let's do that. Yeah. And uh, so, rye has got to be 51% rye grain. Uh, you know, usually people describe rye as being a little more peppery, hot. Uh, hotter, spicier whiskey. Yeah, so this, I... Uh, you know, you saw a lot of a rise out that were, uh, you know, 90 and 100% rye. Uh, but all you have to have is 51% rye. Uh, but you saw all these that were, you know, high rye, kind of punchy in the mouth with the pepper. And uh, thank you, sir. So I chose to, to kind of cut that down and do a 60% rye grain. Okay. So we still use a similar process that we do with our bourbon. You know, we, we have corn in it. It's predominantly, you know, we use... Uh, you know, about thirty percent corn in this, and uh, around twelve percent barley, and they're you know about sixty percent uh, of the rye grain here. Rye is a pain in the rear. Good. Rye likes to foam. Smells great. Rye likes to come out of the fermenters. Rye is just a pain to deal with. Okay. Uh, but rye is your you know your first really a true American whiskey. Uh, up in Pennsylvania, uh, rye really started up there. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's good. Wow. That's, I think it's smoother than both of them other ones. I, it is, by far. Yeah. And so this is 90 proof, so it's not as hot. Right. But rye is like, you know, when you make an old-fashioned or you make a Sazerac or you make a uh, a Manhattan, rye is the rye is the, is the whiskey to use in that, you okay. know, traditionally. That is good. This is uh, really good. And oh, so very good. I'm super impressed. Yeah. This one tends to be, you know, I guess I had a friend that kind of, you know, she said instead of being peppery and kind of punchy in the mouth, it's more fruity and florally. It is. Uh, it it is. isn't aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's two years old. I got some that's older. I'm trying to decide if I want to do a bottle and bond with it or what we're going to do. Um, but uh, we've got those options. I got a, a store up in Tupelo, Mississippi, that's getting a five-year-old rye in, in probably August, September. Okay. Uh, they came down and picked it, and um, I was kind of surprised. You know, most stores don't want a rye barrel, but he tastes like, oh, man, this is fantastic. Yeah, that uh, Sydney says yes. Uh, bottled and bond rye. He, yeah. He's saying do that for sure. Yeah, y'all recently did a store out. pick for Canal, right? Yeah, yeah. They came out with this store pick. I think he pretty much sold it out the first day he released it. Damn! Wow. That's, so that's that, that was that. That's one of uh, the two questions that I'm trying to hold in the back of my mind here was how many store picks have you had from different uh, liquor stores, and then also. How many liquor stores are you in over how many yes, states? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. So right now we're just in Mississippi. I'm okay. working on getting into Louisiana. Okay. Uh, it's been a little painful. The internet and the kill is terrible. But we just got <laughs> Coast Connect. <laughs> and that so, is so terrible. It's terrible. So, uh, oh, now we God. got five rockets. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, we're kind of, you know, you know, now we're cooking with grease and fire. Right, right, right. That uh, AOL dial-up. Uh, y'all ain't going to know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I remember <laughs> coming back. 2022. <laughs> I had, talking about that. When I lived in D.C., I had fiber right sad. into my apartment. I was like, oh, yeah. man, this is great. Yeah. And so we moved back, and, and the wife's like, oh, this is terrible, man. You know, it's like dial-up. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I remember sitting around. I, I used to do rotary and some other stuff. And, uh, like, what do you think's the number one you know, thing holding back businesses. The internet's terrible. Yes. Yeah. yes. And I had these little sure. gray hairs laugh at me, and I had one person, oh, well, I can watch my uh, Netflix just fine. Yeah, they don't get it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, so what's yeah, your upload speed? 
right? And uh, 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 what's the uh, difference? Yeah, they how do I know. test yeah. it? Yeah, yeah no, yeah. exactly. And so, uh, you know, but finally, I mean, we we got the fiber optic. You know, Coast Electric did it. We got Coast Connect. And man, I tell you, it's it's super nice. I mean, there's no buffering. I right. mean, if you got the option, sign up for it. It's not five G. It's not going to give you brain cancer. You know, it's it's. Yeah. Uh, we some, got it in our neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, fiber. They just put it in. Yeah. Well, as with through AT&T. Uh, Elon yeah. Musk says that you can take a, a helmet made out of 5G cell phones and a jock strap and wear it, and you'll never get cancer even if you wear it for like 20 years. So I'm going to go with his I'll advice. I'll trust Elon Musk. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, people get scared about different stuff. I mean, I don't think that's something to be scared about. Right. Oh. Right. You know. Well, so explain, with Elon so, Musk but no, but is, I, he's not going into space. He's launching other dudes into yes, space. He's, he's smart. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> that's I want to know once, once, you, once it leaves your factory and goes to ABC – who sets out where it goes from there? Do you go to every liquor store in the state? Do you go to certain liquor stores in the state? How does that work? So in Mississippi, there's about five to 600 stores. You know, it kind of fluctuates here and there. You know, stores open, stores close. Right. Uh, so I work with, you know, I told you the state's the distributor. Well, in other states, they have actual distributors that are sales rep and distribute. And so in Mississippi, I'm with a, a distributor that basically just acts as sales reps. Right. And so they'll go, you know, basically, you know, definitely the top 100 stores, but generally about the top 200, you know, just depends. And that's the top 100 in sales. Yeah, yeah. Big stores, yeah. So they're hitting the bigger stores. Um, And it's not anything against the small stores. Some of them just sell pints. Some of them are what you call bulletproof stores. We don't see a whole lot of those down here. Uh, We've got a lot of good stores on the coast. I mean, I have to say that. I mean, I've traveled the state. We've got a ton of great stores here. Right. Um, You know, and, and so they're hitting those bigger stores. And trying to get you in those stores because those stores have the clientele to Correct. buy that right. stuff. Yeah, they're turning Correct. the people. And um, and so then you know it'll kind of branch out from there, you know, and they'll go to some of the other ones. But basically, you know, these sales, the sales reps, you know, it's like any salesman, they make commission, and so they're going to go to the stores that are doing special right. orders with them. And so you know, even if it's a bigger store, if they're not doing special orders with the sales reps, they might not be going in there, and I, you might you know might not see it in there. Um, I you know I try to go to stores with COVID. Some stores didn't want you. Some stores were just struggling to get their orders from the state. Uh, I didn't do a whole lot of traveling during COVID when this came out. Uh, and I hadn't really traveled around the last couple of years with COVID. Um, you couldn't – used to, you could ride with the sales rep, so you'd meet them somewhere and you'd get in the car with them and you'd go right. ride around and they'd take you, you know, to the top 10, 15 accounts. Um, you go shake hands, you know, kiss babies, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's kind of – Yeah, it's kind of hard to say, like, you know, what, what stores exactly you're in across the state, you know. So I tell you – Generally in the bigger stores, um, but on the coast, I you know I tend to be in most of them, uh, even if they're not a big store, you know, because we are local and I appreciate the support they give me. Um, and so I don't really have any control over you know necessarily what stores to go into. So there's That's, yeah, big stores you know kind of had it first because they'll special order it, uh, and then after that I'm in bailment now. So the store basically gets on the state's website and they just order directly from the state and the state drop ships it to. Okay. Uh, so they so they order a case and if it sells out they order another case or yeah, right, right, right. And, and it's yeah. like any store, you know, if they order a case and it sits there, right. they don't want to reorder it. Right. right. And so go to your local liquor store and buy cut above. <laughs> now can you request that from your liquor store and they can be like, Hey, yeah, I could put it in. You know, if it's a liquor store you're going to all the time and you go in there and say, Hey, you know, um I I want you to get in this bourbon. They'll probably get it for you if you're a regular customer. Right. You know, if you're Joe Schmo off the street that they see once every six months. Probably right. won't happen. No, yeah, because right. right. You know, even like my sister store, they got people coming in. You know, you never seen them. Hey, could you get such and such? And you get it, and it's a 12-bottle case. And you sit there. Yeah. And you sell one bottle, or they never come back, you know, and you sit on it. 
And, you know, stores don't want to do that. Right. Mine are only with six bottle cases, which stores tend to like. Uh, yeah, because even if you buy it, you don't push it. You only bought six bottles instead of 20. Right. You know, right. and I think most of the stores had pretty good sales with it. Um, I don't. I hadn't had any of them call me and tell me, hey, man, your stuff's not selling. So, um, I mean, I know the shop that I went into today because I got my wife a bottle. She she despises bourbon, but she loves wine. But anyway, I went in there, and I was like, they were counting bottles. And I was like, man, he's got six, seven bottles of that B.I.B., I might ought to get one. Nah, I'll get it. And then I got the text, hey, come over. And then now y'all are telling me they're out. And I was like, Yeah. If it, we went wow. to the same store? Yeah. Yeah. I went in there today to get to get it and they didn't have it. By the house. They did not have it. By, By the house. house. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It. So it sold out. So within between one thirty in the afternoon and the time I walked in this door. Yeah. Wow. Well, see, yeah. and I, I was talking to a couple. I was up I in Meridian, nine or ten bottles of doing a charity event. That's what he said. He said he thought he had some. There was only one store in Meridian that they that this couple. He he's she's like, you know, my husband loves your product. When I go to like South Haven or Memphis, you know, once a month, I'll buy a case when I'm up there. But only this one store in Myth in Meridian finally carries it. Yeah, Meridian's not a small town. No. Right. 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 And uh, you know, it's just like, well, so you know, I'm doing a show up there, and people's like, where did I get your stuff? So I'm sending them to this one store, and I'm sure they're sold out before yeah. the end of the night. Yeah, right. You know, but it's just kind of difficult sometimes. I think these stores get kind of bogged down, and you know, well, I sell plenty of you know all these name brand stuff, and so let me just keep peddling what I've been peddling. You know, and I, I mean, I think from a business standpoint, I understand. That yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Is it so? Am I hearing this right though? It's your job not only to be the distillery and the company and everything that goes along with that, though, but you also, either yourself or if you had somebody as a part of your team, you have to be the one that is getting these people to order your stuff from the state, whether that be through. Yeah, yeah. Is it, could it be television commercials or is it hand to hand combat by riding with a sales rep? To go to go to their well, you know, we, how does that? I mean, explain that a little bit better for you. Kind of start out, you know, with with getting the sales reps to sell you in, you know. So basically, you know, you've hired this company, and these sales reps they represent a lot of other brands, and usually kind of some some of them use kind of strong arm tactics, like, hey, you want your allotment of this stuff that's allocated? You better buy some of this too. Yeah, yeah, I got kinda, you. I got and, you. And, it's a dirty business, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's some of it. Some of it, you know, pay like, to play. Let's go. Hey, we got this great new bourbon. Try it. Yeah. You know, and uh, a lot of the store owners will try it. And if they like it, they'll buy it. You know, some of them, if they try, it, they don't like it, they're not going to get it. Some of them, you know, they have what they call SPAs, special pricing allocations. They're not going to buy you unless you're on an SPA. You know, really? So, meaning they get a discount if they order from you or something? Yeah, so, so like you pick a month and you say, okay, this month I'm giving, you know, a 10% per case discount. Got you. And so they'll only buy when you go on SPA. Um, which I I don't really generally do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I get it for like one month, you know, like to, but yeah, not over time. I'm so not yeah. doing it. The do you only go way. to these shows and like give samples and set up the tables and stuff like that? I guess. Yeah. So like, um, they had a taste of Gulfport the other night at Centennial right. Plaza. We did that. We've done Ocean uh, Ocean Springs before. Um, you know, I I do a lot of stuff on the coast. My rep down here is really good with me. Uh, great guy. Um. Uh, great sales for me down here on the coast yeah. uh some of the other reps in in the other parts of the state not quite as good for me uh but i had a museum the mississippi performing arts museum in right. meridian mm-hmm. they called me up and said hey we're having this you know event i kind of like a taste of you know they get different restaurants and stuff and so we went and set up it was a great event um you know kind of fun uh go someplace different mm-hmm. and i've uh, done some in hasburg you know some of the um went to cane break Country yep. Club, you know, yep. Oh, yeah. um, yep. and went out there. We've done several events there, uh, different charity events. I think one of them was for breast cancer. Um, yeah. And I think usually they're kind of put on by some of the bigger stores in the Hattiesburg area. Uh, but that's, you know, a show like that, you know, is good. You know, of course, 
I'm from the kill, you know, some maybe, you know, slightly out of my element because I'm not going to wear a three piece suit. <laughs> but, uh, but no, you know, I'm fine with it. You know, it, it, uh, you I got to rub elbows. Yeah, exactly. It, but I mean, it's good because those, you know, you, um, you got a lot of good clientele there. You know, of course, some of them is not going to drink bourbon. That's fine. Uh, but you hit a lot of good clientele. You know, a lot of the other shows, you know, you're just getting your name out there. You know, you get people to try it. Absolutely. And uh, it's great exposure, you know, and, and a lot of it's charity events, you know, so people are paying, you know, money to get in. We're going out there for free just to get our name out. Right. Uh, Advertising. We're totally fine with, you know. Uh, sometimes, you know, towards the end, you know, you get the um, – I don't know, one too many sample people and, you know. Uh, you've like, hey, already buddy. had 13. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Kind of, what do you do? You just give away free samples at these events like that, that, so they can try it? Is that yeah, how it works? Yeah, that's what yeah. we do. Usually, like, I'll bring my bourbon and my rye out, and then uh, I'll make, like, one mixed drink. You know, a lot of ladies don't like to drink straight whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the guys will drink the mixed drink, too. That's fine. Uh, been doing kids. Mm. Yeah, we've mm. been doing uh, mint juleps, so you still mm-hmm. get a good flavor of the Kentucky whiskey. Derby was right, what, yeah, yeah, last week. Yep. Yeah, so, so that was a what? That's a big Woodford thing, huh? The mint julep. Well, it's just a big Kentucky Derby deal. I, right, I, right, right. I, I don't know much Woodford's about it. Woodford's been like the official bourbon of the Derby, yeah, or something. blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, but uh, but yeah, so we did the mint juleps, and I think you still get a lot of good bourbon flavors with it. I mean. Simple syrup and mint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I kind of, my wife found this recipe. You basically make your simple syrup, which is, you know, for those that don't know, it's surprising people that don't know, but it's one cup of sugar, one cup of water. Right. Yep. Bring it to a boil, boil dissolve it, yeah. it yep. you know, super saturated like we do our sweet tea. Right. Yep. Get you a pack of mint from the grocery <laughs> store, throw yep. in your mint, bam, it. let it sit there for an hour or so. And then I like to mix it one to one with my bourbon and then right. put you like a, just a little, you know, yeah, I just put that in a little splash of like club soda, salsa water, Sprite away. Just to cut the sugar, really, huh? Yeah. Yeah, to cut the sugar a little bit and give you a little bit of fizz. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, we got uh, Jeff Dito in the comments here. He says that he just I bet bought- he's from the kiln. Yeah, right. He said he uh, <laughs> he said he, he just bought a bottle of uh, a cut above bourbon from Northside Spirits in Macomb, Mississippi. Big shout out to Macomb, oh, man. I've is. been down there yeah. in Macomb. That's a, yeah. that's a nice town. And yeah. uh, he said the rye was nice and trying straight bourbon this round. He said good stuff. Yeah, yeah so, I think so. that store. I was my buddy's got a little camp in Liberty, old family property, you know. I think I stopped by that store and signed a couple bottles back during hunting season. Okay, you sign that bottle right there. Is it? Yeah, I can sign that. Is that where y'all hunt? Yeah, sign hunt that. Sign that, and I'll put that up. And ain't nobody uh, gonna get it. Yeah, I mean, you he's got. Up, you hunt up in Macomb? Well, uh, yeah, kind of over north of Liberty in like Smithfield. My yeah. uh, buddy's got some family land. It's like ninety acres or so, and a you know old house and. um so, and it backs up to the home of Cheddar National Forest. I mean, oh, wow. Not, cool. you know, just great deer hunting, uh, but it's fun to go, get away, you know, uh, and uh, usually see deer. We didn't see many deer this year. They had a, a bumper acorn crop up there with all the rain we had last summer. Right, yeah. right. And so they weren't coming to our plots, weren't coming to our feeders. I mean, we had pictures of them Staying at night. in the woods. But I think it was yeah. hot, too. I think that had a lot to do. It, I mean, yeah. we had, what, like five cold snaps? Yeah, legit. Like said, yeah. Like real cold snaps? Well, being from the Delta, you should be a uh, true blood uh, duck hunter, right? Well, you know, it's, I've, I've hunted ducks a couple times, but I've never gotten into duck hunting. Really? And, uh, you know, it's just one of those deals. I don't know. Yeah. I I. When I was in college at Ole Miss, I, I went duck hunting a couple times. Man, duck hunting's gotten expensive to actually. Oh, it's the most expensive oh, sport in the world. Yeah. yeah. Over golf? Way yeah, more. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's got my driver at his house. Yeah. 
I haven't seen it in seven years. Eight years. <laughs> I believe it. You know how many times I've used it in seven years? I believe it. I believe Twice. it. Yeah. So, so, you know so how many times I've swung my golf clubs in that many years? Twice. You, uh, you, you mentioned that it's only uh, for sale in the state of Mississippi. Is it That's on awesome. your radar, your plan to get it into other states? Is that like, obviously, you know, bigger markets, right? So, so more yeah. sales, more business? Is so, so Mississippi's 2.9 million people total population. Yeah. yeah. Last census. I mean, pretty small state. Correct. Right. Um, income level here i mean the coast is great you know but i mean i don't know if you, if you travel around the state <laughs> you know yeah, once yeah. you get up there it's yeah just about north of jackson yeah you, know, you leave the coast you're pretty yep. much up north of hattiesburg you're in true the country. true yeah and so um you know we're going to louisiana trying to get in over there uh I, the distributor my sales reps here they're in louisiana is that uh, more licensure what, what is that a little bit of licensing a little bit their system's different over there so some of it's getting you know set up on their system uh you know, I guess everything's kind of turned in, you know, I'll use Walmart self-checkout as an example. You know, now we want you to put all your stuff into our system type deal, you know? Right. Okay. It's not, you know, we're going to we're gonna populate our system. No, you're going to populate our system yeah, for you us. You do the work and pay us. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. And still charge you the so, fee. I, mean, I love it. I love you it. see in the medical field, I mean, now, you know, I mean, it's, it's electronic and medical records, but you're the doctor, code your own charts now. You know, you don't have a coder anymore. Yep. Uh, yep. It's different stuff like that. You know, it's just putting more work on, on different people instead of having a data entry clerk or whatever Correct. you might have had in the past. Right. Correct. So we're working on that. Uh, my distributor is also in Alabama, and so uh, they're waiting for me to get uh, – so I just kind of mentioned the glass shortage. So they're waiting for me to get back these traditional bottles that I've been in, uh, and I should have a container load of those in July, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um and so when that happens, we'll probably be in Alabama in the fall. It's one of these oh, plastic. Awesome. Is that what the, is that we were talking about? Or you said? Uh, well, this 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 bottle here is is uh, that we showed earlier. Yep. With the taller uh, top, um, it's it's my bottle I normally use. But there's a glass shortage, so used to you know you could call them up and say hey I, or email them. I want you know so many pallets of glass, and you could have it you know maximum twelve weeks. I mean usually you had it they shipped out. You know if you want a couple pallets, they ship it on out to you. There's so, a legit glass shortage. Yeah, you hear yeah, that? yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. And uh, so I emailed my lady I deal with. and was like, hey, you know, I want uh, six pallets of glass. So, well, you know, that's great. But, you know, if you want that. <laughs> I'm uh, glad you do. One but, one hand yeah. and getting the other. Yeah, yeah she goes, yeah. Uh, you're going to have to order a whole container. That's 20 pallets, about 20,000 pieces of glass. Said, Holy mm. shit. I said. A little rich for my blood. I yeah. says, well. What else you got? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's so. Uh, I want that. Ride, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was ride. like if you want anything, you're gonna order a container load. Mm. And uh, and so I said, well, put me down for a container. So then, you know, you know, a month later, like, well, you're only gonna get half of a container. So I couldn't have it at first. Perfect. And now you cut me down half. Whatever. Get it here. Yeah. So then the latest one. No, I'm gonna get my full container in uh, in July supposedly. I, you know, say it's probably be more like August. But I order that in November. So. We're eight, nine months out versus, you know, yeah. eight to nine weeks like it right. used to be. You're sitting. Right. And so these shorter bottles I've been doing these uh store picks in, I've been using it. Um and uh they had that bottle in stock and I was able to get like yeah. five right. and three quarters pallets or something. Y'all aren't getting any of this bottle. This bottle's done. Cool. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And I love it. Signed, put away the house. Signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm leaving it just yeah. like it is. For the show. <laughs> I uh I it's funny it's you were talking about the bottle because uh I've heard I've seen like shows or whatever talk about like the uh, artistry, I guess you'd say, of each different like whether it's a wine bottle or a whiskey bottle or whatever. There's a lot that goes into the design. And did you did yeah. you pick that? That the shape of your bottle was that 
you know, something you put a lot of thought into about how I know you did on the label, right? But was it, was it the bottle design as well? Yeah. So, so bottles are interesting and some of what comes into picking a bottle is how you label it. Yes. And Explain s- that to me. And so these bottles are all round. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so a round bottle is tremendously easier to label. Okay. Um, then, then say like a square bottle. Yeah. A square okay. bottle is the most, probably the most difficult. Uh, okay. Like a Jack Daniel. Correct. Yeah. 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 And so with a round, you know, you put it in, it almost looks like an old school typewriter uh, yeah. type deal. And uh, it spins it and it applies a label. So yep. it's super easy. Easy to get like a cheap machine or fairly inexpensive machine that does it. No problem. But you want it round, no taper, straight walled. Okay. Okay. Wow. So uh, that's kind of, you know, how you get started with this. Because originally I kind of wanted a square bottle. Uh, and then we wanted something that was easy to hold. Yep. Um, but even the neck, right? Even the, the shape of the neck, the length of the neck, the, the, the curvature of that, right? That's all like part of it. Yeah. That's so your presentation. Yeah, exactly. So this bottle reminded me a lot of like old Scotch bottle kind of. Yeah, yeah. It, it does have an old old timey kind of vibe. It's to it. got that Ooh, little bulb, yeah, you real. know, to it. it. It fits good in your hand, and you kind of grasp it good. Um, it's not too tall. You know, the, there's a kind of a trend. I don't know if y'all have noticed that these like tall, skinny bottles. Yeah, right, right. Like, yeah. Uh, like a ER or something. Uh, Colonel, uh, what you call right, it? Evan, uh, yeah. Colonel Taylor. Yeah, his is a big, long, tall bottle. Yeah, right? so it's kind of a trend for that. You know, uh, some of that is appealing to females more. The mm-hmm. largest growing trend in bourbon's females. Really? And so yeah. females like something that's tall and skinny. What? <laughs> so, I hope my well, wife's not watching. We're out. Out. Yeah. In a second, word. Yeah. 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 So, so this, this looks more like me, kind of a little short and fat. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that's kind of how we came up. We, we picked this bottle. This bottle happens to be named the Hope Bottle. Okay. Thanks, is, Did you just uh, go through name. a ton of bottles, like looking at them from a distributor? Is that how that <laughs> works online, or or holding them in your hand? Yeah. So they they online. They'll send you magazines. Um, gotcha. And then you kind of narrow it down, and then hey, I want samples of these bottles, and then you kind of look at them, hold them, and it's kind of it's a big back and forth, a lot of arguments between my father and I. Probably more arguments over picking bottles than anything with my dad. But well, it, I mean, it, to me, that's important. Well, I, I respect, it, I I respect mean, that because like, it is important. Well, see, if you look at Blanton's, that's pretty much what sells Blanton's, the bottle and the it's top. part. It's part of it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's part part of it. but Blanton's is. Blanton's is a whole nother freaking But, I mean, when you walk in there, it's, it's kind of like you're going shopping with your kids. And I did this the other day. We're walking by the aisle and the frozen food section, and it's the, remember the old school party trays that we used to get, the little microwavable food. Right, 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 right. And it's got a cartoon character. Right, right, right. right. Like, oh my God, I bet those chicken nuggets taste way better oh, than yeah, the rest yeah, of the chicken yeah, yeah. nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, you, yeah. you, you see with your eyes yeah. first, you Correct. know what I'm saying? And you're like, oh, right. that's a cool bottle. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? A thousand percent. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, that, you know, we picked something I think that looked, we kind of wanted a classic look, you know, uh-huh. label, bottle, and I, I think we kind of achieved it with this. Um, you know, oh, I, I mean, y'all knocked it out of the park. Yep. Yeah. A thousand percent. I love the name Cut Above, too. Who did that? Yeah. So uh, that kind of comes, um, we had a, a family, I guess it's more of a ranch. We used to have cattle and horses and stuff. And right. uh, so you think, of, you know, you start with cows and, you know, you think about a meat being, you know, you good cut of meat, cut yep. above. Cut above yep. yeah. And then when you make whiskey, you make cuts. And so yep. uh, it just kind of naturally fit. And it's kind of, you know, if you already got it, why reinvent the wheel? And, right. Uh, yeah. Just leave it alone. Yeah. So we already had the name, was already using it. And so uh, we just kind of used it, kept on with it. I like it. And so I, I see you manalyzing the cork over there. Yeah, yeah I was no, about to ask. That it's, was my it's next every, question. Everything to me matters like that. And, and it's show so it to the camera this closer to you, This is not a Joe. traditional camera. I mean, not no, a traditional yeah, cork. that's a... Uh... So I've got a few knocks on this one from different people. Okay. Okay, so this is an all-synthetic one piece. Right. Okay, but I'm going to tell you why this is the one we have. 
This one will not disintegrate. It will not come apart. Correct. You will never lose a cork in your bottle. Correct. And it will last forever. Yep. And so it will always be good. If you get, I mean, I don't know. You know, and pure cork's hard to come by too, right? Isn't it? Isn't no, it? it's no? not. I mean, it's a little bit more expensive. I mean, not not that it makes that much, but it's like if we're going to cover it in wax number one, you're not going to see it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then this one lasts forever. I mean, it's so aggravating when you go to open a bottle oh, and yeah. cork breaks I, off. I had that happen a ton oh, of times. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had a bartender friend. He's like, he's like, please don't use a natural cork, man. Right. Right. You right, know. Right. And so that's how we ended up with this cork. Um, you know, a T top, a bar top, whatever you want a technical term to call it. Um. But it works really well. It holds the wax well. It's It's got like a corrugation to it, so it's easy to grip. It's taller yeah. than a lot of them. So, I mean, you've got that positive grip to it, and it's easy to get out. It's a carryover from our shine, and so it was also kind of like, well, we can just keep using the same one and only inventory one cork. Uh, and so Which we, is cost-effective in the correct. end. Right, and just it's just streamlined stuff. Right, like and, logistically. And so then we got to this bottle, and uh, this was, like I said, a fill-in. It well, was, that's a single barrel? Yeah, single barrel is what we've been using it for. So it's got a regular cork. So this, under the wax, is wood, but the cork itself is actually synthetic. Okay. Oh, okay. So it'll still hold up and last. It's got a natural cork look to it. You can mm-hmm. kind of see it's got dents and, and striations and stuff in it. Uh, it's it's a little bit bigger. So we had to change for this bottle. Uh, the, the diameter of the cork is actually larger um, than the old one. I will say, you know, I didn't want this bottle. We got it. If you pour it, it pours really, really nice because of the way I don't the the, the mouth of the bottle has kind of got a larger flange and yeah. it's kind of dished a little bit, kind of looks like a saucer kind of, and it pours really nice. Right. Um, and so actually, you know, actually in, in the beginning I didn't like it, but I, it's I grown on me a lot. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I like it. I think with that bottle and and you eliminate a lot of the and I know this sounds crazy, but in the bourbon world is the neck pour. Yeah. You know what I'm you know what I'm talking about? So there's a lot of guys that like they, they open a bottle and they pour that first two or three glasses and they're like, Ah, it's not good and then uh, they get down into it and it aerates a little bit and they're like, yeah. Oh well that maybe that was the neck pour. And I was like when I first started drinking whiskey, I was like, The hell is a neck pour? Well, you know, that kinda happens with all bottles though. I mean the more air you right. get into right. it, right. the more, more air you get into it. But yeah. Well, that's I why you're supposed, that to, bottle, you're supposed to crack think, them and let them sit. Correct. Right, you're sp- like a bottle of wine. Right. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, yeah, too, about the higher proofs. Uh, I had a 1792 that was like a 125, like, foolproof. Yeah. And at first, I did not. I was like, ooh, this is almost like rubbing Rye alcohol. Is my favorite. I drank a little bit of it, and I put it in my cabinet, and I kind of forgot about it. it rye. Yeah. Oh, that rye is fire. Yeah. I kind of forgot about it, and then I went back to it, like, way, I don't know, months later, and uh, left it open for a little while, too, before I drank it. And yeah, it was a completely different taste. It was a completely different taste. I've had a couple of whiskeys like that. I definitely agree. And with I was like, "Damn, this is yeah. better," you know. So. Yeah, they they say once you get down to like the last third or quarter, you kind of want to go ahead and drink it there because after that, it kind of gets gotcha. too much oxygen. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So pretty much the middle of the bottle is where you want to be. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if you're ever at a bar and you see like one shot left, <laughs> don't get pass. don't drink yeah, it. Yeah, this one's getting put up. Yeah. What yeah. Is, what is uh? We, we, I don't know if people can see uh. Yeah, my you hat got some here. merch. You got merch too, man. Which I always yeah, love. To me, that's a sign. Sell the merch. That's a sign of a good business if. If uh, if people are asking for and you can sell uh, your merch and just like your bottle, your label, your logo, uh, when you brought the hat out, I was like, no, I'm putting this shit on and yeah. I'm going to be wearing this. Thing. I like it. I like Pie the out. damn those, hat. Those like are only available at the distillery. Um, really? So I need to stop on my way back to Fushan. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might hitch a ride to your fish, but I sell you this for fifty bucks. Come on, yeah. dude, let's go. Everything's for sale for fifty dollars. Oh, right. But yeah, I have a website, but the website's kind of outdated. I need to update it. Maybe, maybe get your guy that you were advertising earlier. Well, you, yes. you got a lot of recipes on that website, though. Yeah, on the Killshine yes, website, we yeah, have a ton, and I have the Crippen right. Distillery website too. That's I don't even think the bourbon's on it. Uh, but it's wow. got some merch, and you used to be able to book a tour, but something. With the payment systems all messed up, so you can't yeah. do any of that. We know a guy. Uh, yeah, we know a guy. Hill Tree Marketing. Hook yeah. it up. Yeah. So, so probably you know if you if you really want a hat and you want me to ship it to you, I'd probably you probably have to message me on Facebook or something. And I'd we got to fix that because honest to God, it's a, it's a. You said we were talking before we went live. Like I, I don't know if it's too badass. big to patch. I think it's perfect, man. I like it. Like, cool. No, I think screw that, you. Here's my label. You're gonna look at it. Yeah. You don't I, like it? Kick rocks. Like it's. Good. I mean, yeah. I think it's badass. It is badass. I mean, like when I walked in, I was like. That's yeah. pretty pimp. Well, yeah. you know, like I've got a, I've got a big head, you know, and and, and not just like inflated from you know, but <laughs> from but ego, but, but like actual circumference. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, I love yeah. the trucker style hats because yes. they fit my head. Yes. Right, um, right, right, right. And so, uh, you know, I, I tend to kind of gravitate that way. I have some like camo hats that are uh, that are not trucker hats, but they're not. Not quite deep enough for my head. They fit, mo- they fit, you know, ninety five. A regular normal size head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've got, you know, <laughs> you got a big brain. I love it. I love it's it. So like I a Jared it. head, right? Exactly. Yeah, a regular head. Exactly. So what? What? What's the plan moving forward, man? I feel like we covered a lot of bases here. Is there anything we didn't touch on? And what? What? You know, what's? Uh, what's your five year plan? I know a guy like you's got one for sure. I can tell. Yeah. So I think. Uh, well, I know we've got some uh, sherry cask. Mm. Uh, waiting on bottles. We'll probably put that out sometime this summer or fall. Okay. That'd be awesome. Uh, we got about four of those. Uh, I've got some more of those barrels coming to start with that, and then uh, I've also got some uh, some port barrels. Uh, put put two uh, two barrels of port up the other day. Um, I've got eight more coming. Uh, and I when I say put up, I I put I took my four year old bourbon, and I'm aging it for about at least six more months in these barrels to give you that kind of wine finish. Right. Uh, it'll be a little bit sweeter. I know you're all kind of complaining. You don't like sweet bourbons. I'm, 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 uh, I'm just saying, it. like the rye to me it. sometimes. Yeah. It's a rye. And yours was yours was smooth. I'll give you that point. for sure. Yeah, for and sure. so uh, you know something. You know, I'm still kind of debating over what proof I want to put it at. Uh, Ninety, maybe a little bit more drinkable. Uh, I don't know what what we're seeing. And like this is this is a store pick that I'm doing at my store. You know, I'm I'm gonna do some more of those. Uh, we we barrel at 120. So the federal maximum is 125. Ooh. Right, right, um, right. So they're coming at about 116 and a half-ish. Uh, a lot of stores, you know, I think Jonathan likes a lot of his stuff at 110. Yep. Has he done a uh, store uh, barrel pick from you? No, I got to get him over there. Yeah, you we got to get him over I, there. I got I to aggravate him and just call him every day until he comes over Correct. there. Correct. We'll help you with that. We'll yeah. flood his yeah. inbox. It's funny, you know. Come even, on, Jonathan Maizano. Oh. You, you're the killer. Oh, like, even people from Bay St. Louis are like, Oh, I, I, well, I, you know, I just don't go north of I ten. I know that's exactly right. And, you know, keep in mind I ten is the closest Co- to the Gulf in the Bay. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, correct. And uh, correct. so correct. it's kind of funny. You know, it's it's yeah, it's about forty five minutes over here. I guess John has probably another ten minutes from here. So yep. yeah, it's almost an hour. It, it here. is. It is. It is. Dude, look from the we guy that's here. driven literally up and down the Gulf Coast from Corpus Christi to Tampa. Yeah. 45 minutes. Ain't shit. shit. Huh? Yeah, yeah, let's no, go. Shit. Well, Ain't no excuse. No <laughs> excuses. Let's go. Yeah, I, I'm terrible. It's like I, I got my old Jeep and I'll drive it, you know, one mile to the distillery and back home. And yeah. And so I was like, what are you driving? It's like, I'm only going a mile, you know. I'm yeah. not cranking my diesel. Yeah. Had to broke yeah. up the good truck today. Get Look, over here. Today. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, did, I saw yeah. that pretty truck when I pulled up, by the way. Well, I mean, it's 10 years old. You know, it's got a few dents. I mean, I guess my buddy would probably say whiskey dents, but I was those are with good. Those, yeah. those are good <laughs> memories, though, bro. That's, that's what makes trucks. So, so. 
so no regrets. No regrets on transitioning from law full time no, uh, to the distillery to what you're doing right now, right? Cool. No, no. I talked to one of my buddies. He's a state senator now. Goes to Jackson, you know. And he's like, he's like, damn. He goes, why did I do what you did, you know? And, uh, but he used to do exactly what JJ does. He used to he used to go offshore, right? Uh, be a captain and stuff. And uh, I think he ended up. I don't know what happened. He decided to go back to school and do law for some Because he thought he was reason. too pretty to do what I do for a living. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. You can put that on there. He uh, was too pretty to do what well, I do. Well, you know, I, I won't say that about him, you know, because he, Oh, nice. Nice. I, I will, oh, that's good. I, that's I good stand-up. I like it. I, I would say, for a lawyer, he is very practical. Okay. And he is very- uh, Y'all heard that. He's a still, lawyer to a captain. Yeah. No, he was a captain to, to a, a lawyer. lawyer. Yeah, captain the other to way. a lawyer. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. vice versa, either way. But, you know, he <laughs> tells stories, you know, he's like, you know, used to, he goes, I'd get on my boat, and he goes, I'd, you know, go to get on, he goes, I'd have to go drag two of my guys out of the out of the bar, throw them oh, on the dude, boat. Oh, dude, for sure, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then, you know, they're not good till the next day for you. Dude, you, know? <laughs> you might wait two days. Legit story, And, yeah. and I kind of think, you know, I think everybody thinks that attorneys make a lot of money. And the truth no, of the matter well, is, they do the, not. I really for the think. Most part. I, I, I really think the attorneys fall in the line of the boat captain world. It's a spectrum. It yes. could be from like not a lot to a multimillionaire, right? right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a, it's a spectrum. It's a huge spectrum. I mean, but the average attorney in Mississippi, right. I think, makes maybe fifty. Yeah. 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 And the what, amount of school y'all got to uh, go to. Uh, Holy every, shit. Everybody Ridiculous. calls Saul. Say again now. Everybody call Saul. Everybody call Paul. Or Saul. better call Saul. Saul. Oh, better call Saul. Saul. Yeah, 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 yeah. That dude had no money. He was just living out of his car, yeah. living in, and he's a lawyer. You know, Tell the mafia shows up. Right. Now right. He's a yeah. Or the meth yeah. dealer, which or is whatever it was. And so, I mean, you know, I don't think lawyers is lucrative as people think. It's, it's not as glamorous. I mean, you watch TV shows. Oh, that's great. You know, that, right. that shows that like 1% of the fun part of being a lawyer. Correct. Right, right, right. right. It, it, it doesn't show the 99% of being a lawyer that sucks. Just like yeah. all those stupid medical shows like yeah. Grey's Anatomy and shit. Well, yeah, when, exactly. when you're growing That's up, what you get, you into in, it or in kindergarten, no. you get the, the, the little, what do I want to be when I grow up? A YouTuber. doctor, a lawyer, or an astronaut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the three. Well, yeah. you know, I think yeah. for me it was more, it was the one profession that my dad hated. Because oh, he was medical, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's in the medical field. Still yeah, is. Yeah. And so, I mean, he hated to turn his with a purple passion. <laughs> right, <laughs> so you're like, right. I'm going to stick it to you, Dad. Here yeah. you go, Pop. Well, no, no. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't about that. It, oh. was about, it was about, okay, let's, let's find something that, you know, for one thing, you know, we don't have a lot of knowledge in. Let's learn about it. Oh, okay. Right. And, well, then, that's cool. and then instead of having to hire one, now we are one. Ah, right. So that's some little mafia kind of yeah. sound yeah. stuff. I Gently like that. in house. I like yeah. that. So, I like so that. It's, yeah. it's like now you understand what's going on, and, 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 and now you kind of know, you know, if somebody sends you a demand letter, it's like, whatever, you right. know, go pound yeah. sand. Correct. Good you know, luck. Right. We're all counting right. on you. Yeah, and I mean, I've had an attorney right. call me and told me he was going to have you arrested. I said, really? You go ahead and do that. I'll own you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not scared. You know, when are you going to get right. here? Yeah. yeah, you know, it was more like, okay, come on, because I'm ready to smoke you in the mouth. You yeah. Know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, my, my buddy used to be a Real captain. He goes, he goes, you know what? We, 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 have, we have attorneys, Matt. I says, you know, I still hadn't figured that out. <laughs> and he goes, uh, he goes, because we can't have duels anymore. <laughs> because true. we can't shoot each other. That's we true. can't fight to the death Dude, anymore. Do you know how many times, legit story, true story, I've walked on the boat and I've watched like on a crew change and I've seen the crew come on and I go, that dude's not going to make it. Uh, yeah, Man, I mean. I think I told you all the story about the guy that I went offshore with him. He was 18. The girlfriend, the whole night. Oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, to make a long story short, had a deckhand get on the boat, and he was like, ah, he's talking big game. I was like, hey, remember your girlfriend? He's like, yeah. I was like, you knocked the bottom out of that thing for you guys? Hey, he's JJ, we're still alive. Don't, for, don't forget. So, uh, <laughs> long, long and short of the story, 
We got back to the dock. He threw a sea bag on the dock. He was like, all right, this ain't for me. He ain't coming back. <laughs> I think about three days offshore. Seventy. He made it 72 hours. Yeah. Oh, wow. Not everybody's yeah. cut out for that lifestyle. No. I hate it. Well, I love it and I hate it. I, I do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a love-hate love relationship. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's it. I That's mean, it. I think it's any career, though. I mean- Oh, I think people sure. see the glamour side of it, and I think there's always that hard work that's behind it, and and it's. I think the sacrifice. I think that's the big yeah. thing is, it, especially in like your world, and and then again in our world, and there's a lot of guys that go out there for six, eight, ten. You don't see your family. Yeah, I, I mean, I grew up with my dad. I mean, he's in the medical profession. He's on call every other week. I yeah. mean, right. Well, I, I mean, I, I use that. People say, "Oh man, you, you're so lucky," you know, and da 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 da. But are you? Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean. My, I, I can probably count on my hand the number of times my dad went fishing or hunting with me. Yeah. Because I mean, right, right, right. my dad's a workaholic. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, right. you know, and I get that honestly too. And now sometimes my wife gets mad and he's like, he's like, well, well, Matt, you got to come home. You know, we got we got stuff to do because, I mean, me, I'd work seven days a week. And she's right. like, no, 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 no that, that doesn't yeah. work. You yeah. know, you got to be home Saturday and Sunday, you know. And, and I think that has a lot to do with it now. You got I kids? Think, yeah, I've, I've got a uh, a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. So oh, we yeah. were talking, you yeah, know, yeah. I was, we wrap, we just wrapped up baseball. I was kind of assistant coach, first base. I uh, that's awesome. That's I never kind of you know you get out there. I played football, but right, but right. you never kind of know like where's your boundary of what uh, you know what the head coach wants you to do. You know and don't want to step on his mm-hmm. toes. Uh, kids are all different. You know I mean yeah, it's, it's it's definitely interesting. You it's know life changing. <laughs> yeah, because I you know I've got so, my kid that I can you know like bite his head off and yes. you know he expects right. it and yep. he knows he's gonna do right and then you have other kids you're not even biting their heads off you're just yeah. trying to have like a a conversation, conversation with them yeah. the and they ball. just turn around and they're like you're not talking to me and you know like it totally ignore <laughs> you you're just like if you were mine right now and yes yeah. so but, my best friend his son was coached t-ball by Kevin Green y'all know who Kevin Green is yes okay. Imagine me and a kid playing T-ball and Kevin Green from the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame linebacker who took Troy into Troy Aikman's career is your T-ball coach. Yeah, that'd be tough. Yeah, yeah be tough. it was it was intense. I so, don't I don't I don't mind uh it was like great. discipline my kids, but well, other people's kids it's, I, I, it's uncomfortable. Well, that's part of like it comes hey, out look, of me. I get when that intensity. Y'all see me throw the lines and I head offshore. Yeah. Light them up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel the same way with people. Well, that's what it is for teaching anyways. Is you know right. what I'm saying? I can talk to my kids. I'll talk to your kids because I know your kids. I've right. grown up with them. I talk to your kids right, the same right, way. Right, right, correct. Well, somebody you don't know, it's it's weird talking to kids the way we talk to you know, Our kids. Yeah. Right, right, right. Especially coaching them. I mean, I'm going to take my kid offshore. He goes snapper fishing with me when we 50 miles out. And I just treat him like he's one of the guys. Right. I don't treat him like he's a kid. I'm, I'm not going to put up with him acting like a kid. Correct. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I got some Capri Suns and some kid snacks for him. <laughs> yes. But uh, you're going to hold your own out here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, but I'm out there enjoying my time with him. But I mean, it's one of the times, you know, I mean, if you're out there fishing, I mean, we're going to cuss. I mean, yeah. no doubt. Oh, yeah. I'd rather, hear, I'd rather hear it from me than somebody else. And Look. then one of the guys goes, oh, uh, and I said, no, 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 no. no it's, it's one, a lot he, of water to drink between yeah. here and that dock. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, the old school captain comes out of me, and everybody laughs because these guys know me on the beach, but they don't know me on the boat. Yeah. And on the boat, I'm a whole other person. And I think that's kind of the way, like, I mean, it's just, you got to kind of flip that switch a little bit. Oh, and, you do. Absolutely. There's, there's, and my wife will tell you, I come home and she's like, yeah, you got to turn that guy off. Yeah. Yeah, like, we, we got takes a few days. we got one of the bourbon guys here on the coast, uh, Rocky Brooks, who was also Cedar Swamp. We mentioned on the uh, on the intro. Yeah. He's uh, he said his bourbon senses were going off, so he knew he needed to jump into the comments here. Uh, Rocky, I'm glad you joined in, man. Rocky's got a good bourbon. Rocky's uh, got a. I've seen pictures online. He's got a real big uh, bourbon selection. selection. Rocky, let me know in the comments if you're still watching. Uh, w- what's your take on this? Have you had the uh, the cut above yet? Any of it? Any of the bottles that we drank today? But uh, Matt, dude. 
I appreciate you coming out here and awesome, talking with dude. us. I know it was a, it was a haul for you to come over this way. Uh, I love everything you're doing. I'm so glad we got to try your stuff. I'm uh, today. I hadn't had it yet. Yeah. Like this is for real either. first but time I, on the show. I got one more. I'm question. I'm actually chastise Donnie about that. Yeah. He, he, I, <laughs> he never hey, he gave it to him. In his defense, and I hate to defend him because God knows he would throw me under the bus <laughs> yes. in a friggin' heartbeat. He did say that he had had it, and he probably has it at his house. I, yeah, I know I'm sure he, does. he said it was good, and he told me that. Uh, I just hadn't. I hadn't. I still hadn't. Yeah. Had I, it, I knew so. going yeah. back, he's kind of a Canadian whiskey guy, so you know he oh, was. He's but, a but blended I, cat. No, but I think that he was a Sigram Seven guy back when when we were playing uh, music. And we were all broke and uh, playing shows. It was Sigram Seven, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah, you can get a whole sure. uh, half a gallon for yeah, like yeah, six dollars yeah. or something. Yeah, I mean, it didn't, uh, yeah. and we drank that. But now you go back because I've done it. You know, thinking about oh, some yeah, old, it's horrid. Oh Jesus! Yeah. It's like oh it's so man, horrid. this is bad. Well, but he like, he's I'm into the gym, good, he's into the good stuff now. I'm a Jim and, Beam and he did guy co-sign and, your stuff. Yeah, and he did you give me a bottle of White Label Jim Beam, and I'm gonna walk away from. I'll yeah. drink it still. I don't care. I like it. I like the Black Label. the Devil's Cut is good. Are y'all doing Dumble Oak? Yeah. Are y'all doing Oak is phenomenal, yeah. right? Yeah. I had a, a, a guy down in the bay that has one of the liquor stores, and uh, he's a, uh, what do they call it, Sommelier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's like, hey, man, you got to try the Double Oak. I'm like, yeah, I'm not that big of a Jim Bean guy. They all kind of have a similar backbone to them. And uh, I was like, no, oh, it's the a double whole other oak, ball game. The double oak was good yeah. because I would get like some of their special release single barrel type stuff, and it was just like, eh, yeah, you know. I, I would prefer like the Jim Bean Black over the White Label. Oh yeah, definitely every day. But I mean, the double oak was really surprising. But the double oak, the blue label. I, I thought it was is it green that. or blue. It's blue. Blue. Yeah. blue. yeah. So y'all, we got a bottle at the house. Uh, Rocky said he hasn't. Uh, he hasn't had it yet, uh, but he will. Uh, grab a bottle. He likes rye. He's yeah. in the rye. So, I got the rye. Rocky, right go go yeah. check out the rye, man. You might it, have to make sure the stores have the rye. They're yeah. they're starting to kind of pick it back up. It wasn't a big seller. Uh, I think it's Rocky's the type of guy who's going to seek it out up. and yeah. find it. He'll make it yeah. happen. Are y'all, are y'all doing hey, tours? Don't be scared. Pass so I will distillery. do tours if you have a group of like 10 or so. Okay. Right. I don't mind so much. But going back to that, I have a you know a four and a seven year old. Yeah, if it's you a Saturday. A I kind of yeah. You got going to baseball field. Yeah, we we yeah. need to we need to partner up some kind of way because like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it's been way too long since we had a dedicated bourbon well, conversation. You know that was really what great. I reached out to yeah. you. It's like, hey man, I, you know, I, well, I think it was. I went back and checked my Facebook. It was like two or three years ago. I reached out. Gosh, yeah, I never saw it. So, so I'm gonna re-message you on that Facebook so you can hey, like see the Hey, screenshot there. it, screenshot it, and talk shit and like and like, so like hey, hey these, these guys suck because yeah. I don't remember seeing that because either. because and I'll tell you this. I talked to Donnie. I said, look, your boy Matt, like y'all are friends. We need to get him on the show. How can we facilitate this? You know, other than just sending you a cold message. But we did not mean to uh, to not respond. I can no, tell you that. Well, I mean, sure. life happens. I mean, like I know with the business and my kids, it's like yes. you get you get that wrong time, and it's like. Oh, that message was like, man, I didn't see it. But, I yeah. mean, there's some days you get just a ton of messages. I mean, it's just like, it's like sorting through them all. And I know some people, you know, it was on Facebook. And so I will say that I'm not a huge fan of that platform anymore. Yeah. Or I yeah. haven't been for a while. But, you know, it's like, how do you reach people? So this time I, I went through you to email. Correct. And we saw, boom, saw yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. And so I went back a little bit to the old school, you know, and uh, not that as old. As soon as I saw it, I took a screenshot and said, Jared, boom, yep. there yep. it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, and they, and they, I think my response to you, Joey, was been waiting on this one for a minute. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. the, a lot of companies, well, was, like, they don't do their Facebook. Like, they have somebody right. that does Correct. it, so they don't right. ever see it. It was yeah. pretty cool because I was sitting at the house and they're like, hey, dude, we got your boy coming on. And I was like, in so and so from whatever. And they're like, no, the dude from Killing. I was like, I'm grabbing the bottle. I'm on my way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad well, you did too. By yeah, the way. it was fun. Well, one of my favorite places to fish down there, Grand Isle. How are they coming back down there, Jay? So, so South Louisiana is um, 
that place will always have a special place in my heart. Yeah. Regardless. Um it's still South Louisiana up. is Grand Isle has finally got water and power. Okay. That, that, that makes sense. I've been following Bridgeside. They they got some of the cabins. Correct. Back. Yeah. And so there's a lot of guys that are showing back up. Um LaFouche Parish, I I until you so these guys know. I went down three days after the hurricane. And when I like I remember Katrina, I remember all yeah. the major hurricanes and I can't tell you enough the wind damage. Like, atomic bomb. Yeah. yeah. Like, it Legit, the towns are gone. Golden Meadow, Galeana, Lockport. I mean... So can like, you speed through Golden Meadow now? No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that one cop will still throw you below you still the go to yeah. jail. There's only two cops in Golden yeah. Meadow, but they'll pull you over. <laughs> Both of them. That gets you on the north and the south side. Yeah. Uh, but, no, South Louisiana will always have a special place in my heart. Uh, especially the Lafouche Parish. Um, when I walk away from the oil and gas industry altogether, that place will always be kind of like my second home, you know? Yeah. Um, and so to see those guys come back is huge. Uh, I got a lot of buddies in Grand Isle that from the fishing side of the world and they're starting to make a comeback. So if you want to go and go fishing, I'm going to tell you go Grand Isle, Venice all day long. No doubt. Um, we're not. Grand Isle is, (laughs) yeah, we're not going. Uh, Grand Isle is making a comeback. Uh, they got water and they got power. So show your ass up. Call your local charter boat guy and go make that dude some money. Probably yeah, one yeah. of the best days was about ten miles out of Commonwealth Pass, going out of you know coming out of Bridgeside and reading. Right, right, right. Yeah, about ten miles on the platforms. We kind of call it the mangrove hole with a group of guys that go. So, I mean, they just slaughter the mangroves. Mangroves delicious. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah, one off. of my favorite. You know, and what they'll are catch Louisiana twelve per person, ten per uh, person, ten or twelve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's similar to Florida's. I know. Yeah, that. It's, ours it's, is ten it's, here. It's a lot, and you some of these mangroves are catching are like. Size of red snapper. Oh, yeah, they're good. Well, I mean, yeah. That's free fish. And so we're out yeah, there, this, this big boat, like JJ runs, big crew boat pulls up. I'm like, man, they're good. Oh, a little bit more than a crew boat, but yeah, yeah. we'll go with that. Yeah. Well, this crew boat pulls up. Yeah. I'm, I'm running my boat. <laughs> and yeah, they back yeah. up, you know, and this prop washer's just spinning it out. You know, of course, we're sitting right there at the gorilla bar, but they need to back up, so we have to get out the way. And so I get off the rig, you know, I spot lock out there, you know, 50 yards or so. And so. Y'all heard that spot lock? Yeah. VP. We'll yep. be the future. Yeah. Shit together. Uh, man, it's great. My buddy first is like, "Oh, you don't need that." Right, right, right. I got no, it. He's shit. like, I'm "He's like, you right this now. is phenomenal." He goes, "Why didn't we the do this sooner?" Shit, the best yeah. shit they ever made in the world. I, and, own, uh, it. I own one. We boated five cobia, and a guy got seasick. We had we were one shot of the limit. One of the guys got seasick, and we the box was full. We run out of ice, and we had to go in. That's a great problem to have. But yeah. that prop wash when they spin up those prop wash and those gorilla bars, they yeah. just turned them on. I mean, they and we use we use the uh, my buddy likes to call it the Pascagoula. Rig, you know? Right, 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 yeah. And, I mean, we just murdered them. So, we were talking about that. And we were talking about mud boats and crew boats. So, the boats I'm on are 280, 310 foot long. A lot bigger than a crew boat. But they're great boats. Yeah, that's kind of what this was. It's like a... A mud boat, yeah. So, we yeah. carry a lot of below deck cargo. So, drilling operations, blah, blah, And we're not going to get into that. That was... If you want to check that out, check, <laughs> out, 30, check episode out episode 31. 31. Episode 31. You can hear about um, all that shit. Yeah, so, it was, it was cool. But the crew boats, man. So, those guys... You know, you're talking about a, a four prop, ten thousand horsepower, hundred and eighty foot crew boat. I mean, they literally carry people out to the rig, drop them off, give them their groceries, and leave. And they yeah. do it in thirty knots plus, and they yeah. do it in all weather. They haul. Yeah. yeah. Those guys look aspirin. Those guys are my heroes. Yeah. On on crew change day, when the crew boat shows up, everybody's in a good mood. This yeah. was just one of those platforms, I guess, like the, the guys got on and like looked at some stuff, checked the gauges, and got back off. They weren't on very long. So they were probably on production. 
Yeah, yeah. That, well, they that scared all the mangoes away. <laughs> no, yeah, well, uh, no, they probably scared them to the other side of the rig, legit. Yeah, yeah and so, but but I guess just all that that proper and stuff knocks stirred them stuff up. everything up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, those yeah. those Kobe just, I mean, they went. Well, here we well, are. I mean, once you get in the prop watch, most people when you get to the rig, <laughs> forward back in and, and, and out back, of and gear. Yeah, 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 it bubbles them. Yeah, yeah, but I think he was blowing some stuff off of that. Yeah. We saw three this weekend. At saw 10, a bunch of horsepower. I we saw a bunch did. of amberjack, bunch of red snapper. So it's live in the Gulf. We just the need... Gulf is the best place in the world to fish. Yeah, if Look, we if we just it's the best place in the world. If we just stop a thousand percent. If we yeah. just stop tearing uh, the rigs Madeira, up and yeah. floating them over, yeah. just just cut them off and knock them over. Yeah. So like yeah, you got you got places like Mag Bay and a few other places around the world that like marley fishing the whole yeah, nine. It ain't the same. I still think the Gulf's the hottest bite in the world right yeah. now. That's the shit. Yeah. Matt, where are you most uh active on on social media or website? Like people want people are hearing this, they're they they they're in your stuff, they want to follow you more and stay up to date with what you're doing. Not only just go grab a bottle from from the liquor Get store. Get a hat, come yeah, by they, for you know, where, where, what's the best place to send them to? Facebook. I mean, I'm that's mainly what I do. I okay. mean, I guess cuz when I was in college, that was a platform. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I've got an Instagram account. I think it's just the old dudes now. What, what, what is the Facebook? Critton Distillery LLC? No, I think it's uh like at CD Whiskey. So it's just Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. So, hold on, because the only thing I got left in this world is Instagram. So okay. And up. so, yeah, my sister-in-law kind of does the Instagram, but I think it just kind of piggybacks off of Facebook. Correct. Uh, correct. Aren't they like the same company or correct. something? Now? They are. They are. And if you post yeah. on Instagram, it can go straight. Facebook is definitely Critton Distillery LLC. That's you. Yeah, right? it's Critton Distillery LLC. LLC but yeah. I think there's like whatever the shortcut is, like at CD Whiskey or something. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like if you share the links, like Facebook, whatever. Are y'all are y'all pretty active on there? Do y'all share a lot of stuff or? Yeah, I used to share a ton. I'm I'm kind of been slacking lately. You I think pick it up. You I think pick COVID it up. hit and it's yep. just like eh, you kind of get a little complacent. We need to, we need to stay up to date though. We need to. Uh, Joey and I's got some events coming up uh, later on at the end of the year that we need to have y'all out there. Like so yeah, you do yeah, like yeah, a booth and yeah. a tent and like a taste yeah, test. Yeah, I got my own tent, tablecloth, table set up. You know, it's it's printed. I got it, got it done locally in the past. You know, they they put my logo and stuff on it. Yep. And a uh, big black tent with white letters, easy to see. And uh, we set up and um, kind of have a good time. Usually, I bring um, either my wife will come with me, or a lot of times my mom will come with me. Okay. Uh, it's and, like uh, us. That's cool. You know, that's just up. have somebody kind of help you if you need some water or something, or if you got to step out for a minute. Correct. And uh, you know, they know the products. And uh, yeah. we did beer and bacon festival. Uh, wife sweet. usually does that with me. Yeah. And uh, you know, just stuff like that. We love doing events. Uh, you know, get some exposure, especially over this side. You know, you get like I said, you get to Ocean Springs. It's an hour away. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's granted, a lot of bourbon drinkers over here. Though. Yeah. I mean, my my, my, the cool my fishing part, my fishing buddy. I mean, he works at Chevron and Pascagoula. Yeah. He drives every day over to Pascagoula, and so I from mean, the kill. That, well, Diamondhead, but yeah, yeah. He's, he's originally Killbilly, so. <laughs> yeah. He's making, uh, he, he yeah. making a lick. He's a Ladner, so I mean, you know, he's yeah. he Oh, yeah. he's a Ladner? Yeah. yeah. Um, he should have went to DuPont. Why don't he go to Chevron? I know. I know. Well, a bunch you know, of, like, yeah, as, as big as I am, he's he's small, you know. It, 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 that's I know it ain't Buddy Ladner. Anyway, you heard that, But buddy. look, he's one of those crazy guys that repels off of those towers out there at Chevron. No, oh, wow. And he's loaded. Well, he does, you know he does the non-destructive testing and all that type stuff, you yeah, know. And I mean, right. really cool when, when he talks about it. And uh, but yeah, no, I'm not a big heights fan. I've gotten better, but uh, 
You know, fat guys fall hard, you know. They say a pound of feathers and a pound of lead falls in the same yeah. Only in a vacuum, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe you. So yeah. My pops told yeah. me, he said, look, it's not the fall that's the bad part. It's the landing. <laughs> it's, exactly. yeah. it's that sudden stop that yeah, gets you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, uh, today was a good one. I knew it was yes. going to be. We tasted some great bourbons. I, y'all can see some of it right here on the, on, on the glass <laughs> uh, on the table. That. So y'all well, that's that right one. there. They can see it. Yeah. Uh, Matt, dude, thank you for making the drive over here. I'm glad it finally happened. Let's not make this a one-off. Let's do it again. Uh, anytime you got anything to promote, anytime you got a, a batch coming off or whatever, like Put let us know. Come back over here and let's jam it up. Or let's just have some bullshit bourbon conversations because yeah. that's one of the things that we want to start doing here more often is just yeah, having some sure. lighthearted, fun talk, dude. I yeah. love the merch. I love the product. Everything we tasted today was great. Amazing. If you're watching this on the live or the replay or on the audio side of it, Please go to your local liquor store if you're a bourbon fan or if you like to rye, whatever you're into. And go request check it, it out. if they don't have Yes, it. go check it out, man. Local. Tell them to bring it in-house. You said real. four distilleries in the state, but I only heard you say two of them that are even doing bourbon. Is that correct? Yeah, and I'm the only one that does 100% grain to bottle. That's what I'm talking about. So I'm, so, I'm the only 100% whiskey distillery. Yes. I, I'm not diversified. I do whiskey. I focus on it. I've always kind of believed be the best at what you're good at. And focus on it. Don't I say it, I do a hundred different things. No, I think it's awesome, dude. I'm I feel, only drinking this. Yeah, I was gonna say on. that's what I was. I was thinking the same a shit on this show. Percent. We may only drink your shit. We're from now only on. drinking this as far from as, now as if on. we provide it. Somebody else wants to bring some other stuff in. We'll talk about it. Whatever. We're only from the we sip, might have, baby. We might have to talk about I'm being the official gonna, official hey, look, uh, bourbon yeah, of, of brown water. water. Well, I'm gonna leave so, this with y'all guys, so y'all have some rye and two different bottles of bourbon. When you get a Florida boy to move to Mississippi and say, "That's pretty good bourbon," so what part of Florida? Destin. That, oh, you weren't that far away. Yeah. No, it was 182 miles. I went I went down to uh, Homosassa, Crystal River. <laughs> I got nothing to say. Hey, you talk about They call it the nature coast. Hey, I was, look, I was they got tall away. trees, and they ain't got a lot of shade underneath them. I was, I was kind of blown away by that. I mean, you, you hear about that area. There, there, it wasn't like over – like, Destin has really gotten, like, so many, like, commercialized. It's too, yeah, yeah, yeah. too much traffic. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. So, sure. look, being a Florida boy, I always have – part of me will always live in Florida. Um, yeah. and I and I tell my wife that all the time. I go, look, you moved me to Mississippi, you got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I drove my wife all the way though. all the way south. I, from- I, I found a great place in Mississippi, and I, I'm comfortable. Yeah. Um, part of me will always be a Florida boy. Like I'll always have that, like you know, the Florida ball cap with all the Mississippi registration on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I um, get it. But South Florida is a whole nother. Like you pass Gainesville, which is the greatest college in the world go gators yeah um, but but home well, assassin and all that's north it. of gainesville isn't it it is but once you pass gainesville dude it's a whole other world oh yes yeah, some of it's like little cuba kind of huh or what you know yeah. Habla espanol yep yeah yep yeah my uncle used to live down there and kind of had to, had to <laughs> It's a great, just, it's a great place. You it, just probably you probably alienated like ninety percent of the audience when you said the Gainesville comment about the Gators. They'll be okay. That's all right. No, they'll survive uh, another day. No <laughs> Gators. I think we usually beat them when they great, come to Ole Miss. Great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Just, I love like, it. I love what was that? Two thousand. Yeah. God, college yeah. football. Stand like down, right Captain. Here. Stand down. <laughs> hey, great show today. Uh, thanks love everybody it. for listening, Matt. Thanks for being here, JJ. Thanks for jumping in too, dude. Bourbon aficionado, man. We love having you on the show. 31 to 139 is too long of a gap. We need to fix that. So uh, yeah, we're yeah. going to fix that really soon. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching on the live, the replays, and in the uh, the podcast land. We got a lot of more cool shit coming for you. Uh, so uh, be sure to support this local bourbon. I don't want to see Absolutely. anybody that I talk to that hasn't tried it. Right? Yeah. Don't make the mistake yeah. I made. Go try Legit. it. Go get it. If you show up and say you haven't tried it, I'm yep. going to throat punch you. And we're gonna, you're going to get in some of our events with us and come. Yeah. And come yeah. Yeah, sure. Just let me know. All right. Love yeah. it. Yeah.
Later. Later. Deuces. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, we've been looking at the numbers here on the Audio Land podcast, and they've been growing, 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 and growing. So it really means a lot to us. I uh, hope that means you're digging what we're doing. Uh, but if you want to reach out to us on any of the social platforms, man, Facebook or Instagram, hell, we're even on Twitter. We're at BrownwaterB, all one word. Shoot us a message. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know who you'd like uh, us to have on the show, man. We're always down for a uh, referral or a recommendation. And also, don't forget to jump over to brownwaterbanter.com. That's where we got all our merch for sale, man. If you want to support the show, go grab you a Brownwater hat or a hoodie. Uh, we got some dry fit shirts, long sleeve, short sleeves, you name it, we got it. Go check it out. And as always, we appreciate it.